Welcome to a Trucker's Mind Podcast. I'm Eddie McGee. It's your boy K Fings. Right, man. Episode 98. We are back. Back again. Oh, man. Uh, let's get into this briefly. Okay. Initially, me and Keith had started uh, the episode, but we had some technical difficulties. We had some gems on there. Some some classic a Trucker's Mind Podcast yeah. commentary. But yeah. uh, due to Keith, uh, you know, had some computer problems, you uh-huh. know. All that goddamn Asian porn he's watching on yeah, there. All fucked, that hentai. Fucked it up. A little Asian animated we, porn. We was right in the middle of the, doing a podcast, and it's like, I'm thinking, I'm thinking. <laughs> Konnichiwa. Konnichiwa. <laughs> <laughs> all you hear is like, porn oh, chicken. Oh. <laughs> no, I'm playing. <laughs> it's probably some Asian people listening mad. Yeah. It's like, you racist nigga. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I have followed, um, <laughs> randomly followed, I forgot what, what, why, but there was um, some people that I followed mm-hmm. in Hong Kong. Wow. Um, on my Snapchat. Mm-hmm. And they were speaking like perfect English. Right. I was like, what? It just, it just threw me off because I was like, they didn't really have no accents or anything. Like they, the English they was using, the slang and everything. Right. And I was like, You'd be surprised crazy. though. People mm-hmm. that speak two languages, they could, they could be real. Uh, it's kind of de- I won't say deceptive, but it's kind of like some people speak English so good you don't realize they speak more than one language. Yeah, they be like, "Yeah, that's great." And then their mom comes in the room and be like, "You're like, whoa! I didn't know you spoke that uh, language." Yeah, that's funny. That's awesome. <laughs> good for them, man. Yeah, awesome. Um, look, today it's weird because today is National Pizza Day. I was not aware of this until I went to the gym. Mm-hmm. See, I have a dual membership. So I go to Planet Fitness and I also go to Strength and Health downtown. Mm-hmm. Strength and Health is an old school, uh, like bodybuilding gyms. Strength and Health, Strength and Health must be like your sugar mama. Uh, I, I, yeah, I guess so. Planet that, Fitness is like the, like the main, main thing though. I, I don't know. I, I just think that I like going to Strength and Health when I want to lift heavy. Yeah. Because, you know, uh, Planet Fitness. So your Fitness, sugar mama got a little bit of girth to her. She got a little weight on her. Yep. She got all that ass. But no. Nah, <laughs> I like going to Strength and Health because they got, you know, heavier weights and, yeah. you know, different machines and shit. They got all them rules either. It's like, don't slam weights. Yeah. got to wear clothes. I mean, yeah. you guys have to wear clothes, but they yeah. don't want you to wear tank tops and stuff. And, you know, the Planet Fitness, with some of their policies, I disagree and agree. Because I don't think you, you have to fucking slam weights on the ground in order to, like, you know, feel good about lifting. Yeah. Like, I, I, I put, I drop the shit, but I don't throw it like, yeah. Yeah, throwing weights everywhere. You're gonna fucking hurt somebody. Yeah, doing that. yeah. You know, people be in there trying to flex. Yeah, they just in there trying to figuratively flex, doing shit for the gram. You yeah, know what I mean, yeah. Putting on ten fucking fucking pounds of powder on their hands. Mm-hmm. All that chalk. I think that there's nothing wrong with using chalk, but people use go excessive with it, mm-hmm. man. They got so much chalk, it looked like some motherfuckers walking around the gym eating powdered donuts. Ah. <laughs> like goddamn motherfuckers, shit. <laughs> but anyways. Now, I didn't know it was National Pizza Day until today. Uh, when I was leaving the gym, I worked out hard, did a bunch of fucking cardio, lifted weights, and I'm leaving, and I see like 30 pizzas stacked on a table at Planet Fitness. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yo, this is why motherfuckers are still fat. Yeah. Stop giving them pizza. They just worked out. Don't don't reward them, reward them with fucking greasy pepperoni pizza. Planet Fitness has like the most... Um it's uh like United States in a microcosm. It's right. Like, hey guys, come here and work out, but but we also have Tootsie Rolls on the table if you want some. <laughs> we also have pizza right when you leave. 
It's like, what? <laughs> yeah. I know you just worked out hard, but here you go some donuts, you fat fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. <laughs> you, you know what's crazy, too, about just gyms in general? I think that fast food companies are absolutely genius because most fast food places are always next to gyms. Yeah. Like, I mean, they're everywhere, but... You will not find a gym by itself without fast food near it. Yeah. I'm talking about in the same parking lot. Yeah. That's why if I started a gym, I would put that shit in the remote area with nothing around that shit. Yeah, it's a cycle. Yeah. yeah. You got like, even if, think about um, how these different companies work. Right. Like Starbucks will always be in like these these working areas, right? Like around banks and right, exactly like the one here is you know around banks and is by the news station and so all these um, these uh, you know people working in production or you know the banking industry, right? On lunchtime or before they go into work, go get their Starbucks and then they clock in. Yeah, that's just how it is, man. And you know, it, it, whatever. <clears throat> Every single Starbucks is the same little culture in there. The computer nerds sharpen away or typing away on their little computers with a little espresso next to them. Yeah. Using the Wi-Fi to look at porn and shit. Ah, and the homeless man in there. Like, yeah, watch a little bit of this hentai. <laughs> <laughs> molecules. <laughs> oh, God. I like the way she works those molecules. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'm going to spray out molecules everywhere. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh dang nerds probably watch the weirdest porn yeah uh, if you look at their screen all of a sudden you just see fucking r2d2 on the screen and shit <laughs> like oh yeah that's right r2d2 get it going oh, r2d2 and princess leia that'd be comedy the, the <laughs> princess <laughs> princess laid <laughs> lady yeah nah man uh it, what's weird is we bring up national pizza day because there's a lot of these uh i guess i, I guess you call them fad holidays or I don't know if they're made up, whatever the fuck they are. But National Pizza Day is one. Another, is, that a, is that the term for it? A I don't know. Holiday? Nah. Oh, you just, just made that up? Yeah, I just made that up. Oh, that, right. I mean, it fits. Shoot. Yeah, fad guess, holiday. It's a fad holiday. People are just falling in line. And that's what fads are. Motherfuckers falling in line. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Let's try it. <laughs> Everybody does it. Yeah. Um, another one is uh, Galentine's Day. It's Instead of Valentine's Day, it's Galentine's Day because all of the gals get together on February 13th, the day before Valentine's Day, and meet up and have a bunch of candy and like uh, burgers and fucking milkshakes and shit, and they just, <laughs> I don't know, they just meet up together without their, all their boyfriends and shit, <laughs> and they hang out. And I guess this is a thing, right? Well, you have to, to get this historical context. It's right. um, well, it's based off of Parks and Recreation. So the girl, uh, ah. Leslie Nopes, on there, she she created this holiday and you know the the people or the the writers or whatever created this holiday strictly for the show and then it kind of took on a life of its own you know just cuz people yeah uh you know they tend to uh turn tv into real life so right um i was just talking to someone earlier and then they were talking about celebrating it so i was like oh this i, I didn't even know what it, this was a real thing and wow. then you know i was like oh let me actually look and see what this is about and then once i um, I'm a fan of Parks and Rec. I don't watch every single episode, but it's right. a dope show. But I didn't. I never knew this was a thing. And then when Eddie was telling me about the subject we wanted to talk about, I just brought it up for him. But yeah, it's just a, it's this idea where a bunch of uh, girls get together, whether they're single or in relationships, and they celebrate this like platonic 
um, it's just a platonic celebration between women, mm. and you know they bring lotions and mm. um, dildos and uh, mm. body. Wow. No, I'm just yeah, <laughs> and no, it's, it's not not so platonic. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Can you man. imagine that? Like, you know, we just have fun. The girls get together and hang out and we, tu- <laughs> we touch each other. And- <laughs> That'd be crazy. <laughs> That'd be nuts. You walk, yeah. in, you walk in the room and your girl's like with two other girls naked and It'd shit. It'd be all kind of fake transgender women in there trying to get a, a look at what's going on. I don't know where that came from. Yeah. Because it's only for girls. So I figured like. Oh, you got to have some context, Keith. Yeah, that was a context, man. You got you to keep up, my brother. Oh, my God. All right. <clears throat> Anyways. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It, it's a lot of holidays like that, man. It, it doesn't make any sense. But, you yeah. know, hey, if you if you have fun doing it, then more power to you. Mm-hmm. Another one is Friendsgiving. Yeah. So all friends get together near the holiday of Thanksgiving and they do the same fucking shit that you do on on Thanksgiving with your family. <laughs> I, I, just, I just think it's a poor, it's a bad excuse to eat more calories than you should. So you're going to have Friendsgiving and Thanksgiving. So now you just you got all the holidays making you fat. <laughs> I think well I I honestly um um I honestly don't think all of these things are bad. No, no, the, not at all. In the no. in the case of Friendsgiving it's uh it's less about eating because generally your the people that are cooking are your 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 grandma, your mom, your aunts right. and stuff like that. The Friendsgiving is usually like niggas getting together and uh you know, taking shots and, and stuff like that. Just huh. hanging out. Yeah. Um Yeah, cuz you know, in, in my experience the Friendsgiving is never an elaborate of the meal is just not that elaborate, you know. Hmm. So. I'm going to start making <clears throat> fucking holidays up myself. We need yeah, to have yeah. a national a national podcast day. Yeah. That'd be dope. That would be dope. They have a, and you know, part of it is, you know, they have these, um, celebrities get their own days. That's another thing. Like, uh, National OJ Simpson Day. Oh, dang. Get out there and stab somebody. (laughs) It'd be like, (laughs) I don't know what it would be, but (laughs) go out there and get in a, get a four Bronco and just run from the police. That's crazy. That oh, nigga man. OJ Simpson is just a regular person now. It's weird. Yeah, it's weird. I was just watching a video of him talking about Gail King and Kobe Bryant, and I was just oh, like, yeah. this nigga, like, what are you doing? You're a murderer. It was <laughs> actually a good take that he gave. <laughs> but it was just like me and Keith were waiting for him to say something odd. <laughs> no, you you just kind of waiting for him to say something like incriminating while he's having these serious moments. Yeah. He was like, I think that, um, you know, it's crazy what happened. I stabbed my wife. And I think that people are <laughs> like, nigga, what did you just say? Did you just funny. admit to this shit right now? And then he said something like, man, me and Gail, we have a history because uh, back in the day she was bad or she went on national TV and uh, bashed me because I was vi- visiting my ex-wife's grave. She was like, yeah, it's something we do with my family. And I was just like, what? I was. This is just eerie. Like watching this man yeah. speak and and. It, the bad part is he's like tech savvy. This nigga spent. He's an yeah. old man. He probably yeah. in the seventies now. He spent mm. how many years in prison? Five years in prison. Yeah. And he just out on Twitter. Like what the heck? Yeah. He'd be on Twitter like might kill a bitch. You'd be like, Whoa, <laughs> come on, man. Jeez, OJ, put that phone down. That thing is crazy. Yeah. OJ is about to be like the black Donald Trump. <laughs> it's really cold outside. I need to get a knife. You'd be like, get a jacket, man, not a knife. What the fuck? <laughs> oh, man. 
about to barbecue with the kids. I need as many knives <laughs> as I can get. You're like, just get one knife, man. <laughs> can you imagine? I, w- I wonder. You think there? I'm sh- I'm sure there are because there's some sick women in the world. But oh, do you think like what is dating life like? Oh, now? probably great. Yeah, he had a girlfriend. Yeah, that's yeah. crazy. You know what they said? I would hold on. You know what they said? What they said? OJ was killing that pussy. <laughs> <laughs> he was jackknifing that pussy. <laughs> oh man. Uh, you remember that song by uh Nas One Mic? Yeah. All I need is one knife. <laughs> <laughs> but OJ's like, all I need is one knife. <laughs> oh, oh, that was man. crazy. Oh, oh, nigga, man. man. Yeah. The topic. Yeah, of- I couldn't even imagine. I couldn't. I just couldn't imagine, like, <clears throat> just being in a the like like a you know a, he probably got a big house. Yeah. And then it'd just be them two there, like in Los Angeles on a dark, lonely night. I just. I don't know. I would start to feel weird. I feel like if you get in an argument with O.J. Simpson, he would tell you something that struck fear into your soul. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like he'd be like, look here, young man. I don't think you want these problems. <laughs> You're like, what do you mean? <laughs> I think it's best you walk away, young man. Yeah. You know what? I'm going to do that. It'd be some nigga that really think he hard. Like, O.J. Simpson, I'll whoop your ass. Listen here, young man. You better get your ass out of here before, <laughs> before you don't have the ass to get out of here. <laughs> like, what? Yeah. Uh, you know, OJ couldn't be an actor. He was trying to be an actor, but you know why he couldn't do it? Because they would yell, cut! And he would get mad as a motherfucker. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <clears throat> This nigga crazy, man. Gotta love OJ Simpson, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, that's just that there's that. That nigga OJ bruh, this is genius. What? OJ Simpson needs to do infomercial selling knives. Oh my god. Bruh, that'd be the greatest marketing scheme ever. Right. But who better to sell knives? Right. Well, exactly. He's got experience. You either yeah. get him or a cholo. I don't know what's going <laughs> You wanna get the right knives right here, fool? <laughs> <laughs> bruh, they sell <laughs> They're selling prison knives. This is the one, fool. I made this out of napkins and water. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> they, they are like people that are in prison are the most like I don't know. They're like fucking science geniuses. They will find a way to make like they'll they'll have like toothpaste yeah. and, a, and a fucking remote control and turn it into a shank. You're yeah. like, yo, what the fuck? Yeah, you get some- make an iPhone out of feces and. uh a toothbrush you be like how are you calling me oh i just took a <laughs> took a dump man and yeah i turned my phone into my to my shit into the phone you be like yo you could have did this on the outside man you are a genius you see some of the food they make some, yeah some dude made a stuffed crust pizza in prison yeah they be making pieces out of top ramen and all like, kind of crazy yo stuff. what the fuck yeah yo it's crazy you got man. time i mean that's a I think um, I don't think going to prison is ever good, right? But I think they should have some sort of like prison like um, mental institution, right? Where people can go and just um, cultivate ideas, because True. for that for that to be in prison to where like something that I would never even think of ever in my right, life, right. you know, whether it's some sort of like weapon or. Right. Um, 
like food or dish or whatever and these people are making it or even you know tattoos out of freaking pen ink and a needle and like all these like elaborate ideas that you would never think of because there's so much going on in the world right i think they should just send people to whatever space they need to start they need to start a science fair in prison prison that'd be crazy yeah that'd be dope there'd be so many cool projects it's like me and my cellmate a fucking uh leroy we created like we made pipe bombs out of toaster strudel and, <laughs> and fucking cans of tuna, bro. People are like, damn. <laughs> He's like, I like, and then Leroy be like, I like to thank the Crips uh, like, for supporting my science project. He'd uh, be like, yo, you need to let them out, man. Just let them back funny. into civilization. They yeah. have just, they have surpassed the edu- educational standard in here. That's a crazy. <laughs> you know, you know the crazy part is too. They be having these. Um, I really think they should like look at this is obviously we joking, but it's really some genius ideas going 100%, on in prison because they had a thing with Bill Gates where they're trying to solve um, the world's uh, like the contamination problems in African countries and stuff in third world countries. Right. Because their water is getting contaminated because um, uh-huh. it's just so much going on, whether it's like feces or dumping sewage, I mean, dumping like trash and stuff in different like uh-huh. uh, river beds and stuff like that. So the right. water is getting really contaminated and. You know, people are drinking, like, same probably with, like, Mexico and stuff like that. All, like Flint, the, fucking Flint, Michigan. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So, all these, like, terrible water crises mm-hmm. around the world. Um, so, they were trying to um, do something to where they created these these toilets that were, like, self-sustaining, but also didn't use any sort of electricity because if they used electricity or whatever, they would have had to, like, um, create a whole electric grid to... To the country oh. So they had to do something That was like Self-sustaining To where it flushes And everything And it uh, It did everything On it's own Without using any sort of Like power Or energy Wow um, And they it, haven't Solved the problem yet Huh What if it doesn't work I mean They haven't solved The problem yet oh. But um, it's just an idea That they're working towards oh. And a lot of the, And it also has to be um, Cheap mm. Cheap enough to build So they, they had You know This grant And they You know Proposed it to A bunch of scientists Around the world mm-hmm. But I I say all that to say that they should just pick a few people out of prisons across the country that are yeah. doing these sort of things, like creating these sort of pizzas out of top ramen or hmm. um, whatever, and then throw them in there with like real like geniuses mm-hmm. and see what they can do. Well, here to compliment that, uh, uh, let me piggyback on that. Did you know that people that play um, chess, mm-hmm. like some of the best chess players, in the world play inmates did you know that Mm-mm-mm. they play inmates a lot of inmates are some of the best chess players in the world i bet that's crazy yeah yeah man i just I, I mean i would hate to be around them when you beat them you'd be like checkmate they'd be like i'm a fucking stab <laughs> <laughs> you want to die motherfucker <laughs> no no it's just a game yeah it's just a game to you man this is my life <laughs> If they find out I lost, they're going to shank me. Like, fuck. I ain't coming here no more. That's funny. Yeah. 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 Just like, you know, just a trucker's mind ideas. Uh, Yeah. This this is completely has nothing to do with what we're talking about, but uh, I'm bringing it up. Uh, These, the fucking live features on social media, Instagram and Facebook. We don't, they need to just uninstall this feature from just from, from us in general. Maybe celebrities could use it, I guess. But what's the purpose of us going live on social media? Like at all. Like mm-hmm. at all. The other day I clicked on someone's live of uh, 
footage. They had they posted a live video. And you know how usually people that post live videos, they're always at the top left mm-hmm. of the, you know, the notification at the very top. Yeah. So I click on the bubble, right? And I open it and somebody's just making a sandwich. That's funny. So you mean to tell me that it was urgent enough for you to go on live to make a sandwich and i I mean and it wasn't even a good looking sandwich it was a fucking poor man sandwich poor man it didn't have no condiments on it no (laughs) lettuce nothing (laughs) this motherfucking sandwich looked like the great depression (laughs) (laughs) i was like man yeah you need to stop i've seen all kind of dumb shit they need to get like unless you work on the news you shouldn't have a fucking live feature like it's not breaking news and then you click on it and it's nothing this is a bunch of people, a lot of narcissistic people also. You are so narcissistic that you went to you went live to just tell people like you be smoking a blunt or something. Yeah. What's up, y'all? Shit, I'm high as fuck. What y'all doing? You needed to go live to do that? Tap it will because Hey, what's up? Hey, what's up, bro? What's up, bro? He'd <laughs> be like, why are you talking to them? Why are you okay. like communicating with them? Uh or or the or the chicks that are so fucking full of themselves that they put the phone on themselves and they just got music playing and then and then they just twi- yeah. they, twirling their hand in their hair or something mm-hmm. and you're like girl if you don't sit your basic ass down nobody wants to see this I remember my cousin had hopped on a live my cousin is from Bakersfield born and raised right right he right. had hopped on a live with some random girl like you know one of those like you know like low key celebrities Instagram models or whatever she right. probably had like. She probably had like 50,000 followers or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, and she yeah. got on and then, um, I guess somehow she clicked in my cousin to the, like the live, you right. know, you could click in someone yeah, else. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, um, he got on there and she was like, what's up? He's like, what's up, girl? She was like, where are you from? He was like, oh, I'm from LA. And I was like, uh, I forgot what he said after that, but immediately his next, the next, um, question he answered, she just hung up on him. <laughs> what? But the funniest part is the nigga said he was from LA. I think, oh my god! I think he was born at like Mercy. Yo, it, don't don't be ashamed to represent Bakersfield. Wherever I'm at, wherever I'm at, when people be like, "Hey, where you from?" I'll be like, "I'm from Bakersfield." Mm-hmm. And even if they try to crack a joke, like they know that ain't ain't nothing funny over here because I represent my city the right way. I'm not mm-hmm. like a clown. I ain't corny. So when I'm out and about doing stuff, people like, "Oh, okay, yeah, you from Bakersfield." So like even if you even if you got something to say about Bakersfield, you know I'm from there. It's not like I'm some some hard dude or whatever, but they know I'm not a joke. So I, I don't have a problem telling people I'm from Bakersfield because mm-hmm. I feel like I represent the better side of this city. Yeah. You know, a lot of motherfuckers out here like mm, I ain't from Bakersfield. They mm-hmm. live in San Diego for two weeks and be like, yeah, I'm from San Diego. I'm like, no, you not. We went to school together. You fucking jerk. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I still live next door to your mama. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. The fucking child support was just looking at me. Man. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Uh yeah. But there's that. Uh switching gears. Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day is upon us, folks. And mm-hmm. uh I was having a little conversation with Keith about this. And with Valentine's Day, I don't think it's a bad thing. Not at all. I think Valentine's Day is awesome, you know? Yeah. But it's not a fucking holiday. It's just, it, Valentine's Day is a day that we were basically programmed since we were little kids that if you don't have a Valentine on Valentine's Day, then you are less than. 
And a lot of people don't acknowledge that. They just think like, you know, oh, that's not true. It's a day of love. No, it's not. Because half the people that are together on Valentine's Day don't love each other. Yeah. They don't. The divorce rate is over 50%. Yeah. Like, motherfuckers don't know how to love each other anymore. It's just dysfunction most of the time. I think uh, uh, I think the opposite. Um, I do want to get into the... So, my my thought is... The, and I don't know if this this may be you know a uh, a benefit of me surrounding myself with um, with good people or mm-hmm. solid individuals, right? Um, but I'm hearing a lot of conversation, like healthy conversations about relationships. Right, right, right. A lot of my friends are you know saying the right things as far as like right. you know make sure make sure you're communicating with your partner. You know, make sure you're 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 laying eating, out your ex- eating the ex- booty. Yeah, make sure you're eating the booty, a healthy amount of eating the booty. Laying the pipe. <clears throat> make sure you're laying the pipe. <laughs> make sure you give a naked dick every now and then. <laughs> Natural dick. Fucking <laughs> like vegan dick. And vegan shit. dick. <laughs> vegan friendly dick. <laughs> the natural condoms. That's comedy. <laughs> But no, I just, um, you know, just the people, and I'm hearing this from, you know, uh, people independently of each other. So right. um, I think that, you know, going towards the future and just because now um, a lot of us are very concerned with our mental health. And I think a lot of us are able to communicate a lot better than our parents are. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like a lot of the older generation, their relationships were very toxic and it was primarily because of a lack of communication you know so you go through years and years of a relationship and you don't ever speak about certain issues that you have with each other and then eventually you just get a divorce or something Mm. so um i don't know this is just you know this is a quick observation that i had you know just just my certain friends and stuff that i that are seeing that are starting to get engaged and, and stuff like that oh yeah um yeah. So yeah, it just encompasses so much to me. I think uh, with me, I look at, I see, I have some close friends I have healthy relationships with. Is great, but I see a lot of dysfunctional people, mm-hmm. and I think that in society, dysfunctional people scream louder than people who actually have healthy relationships, mm-hmm. because they're the ones that are at the at the mm-hmm. forefront. And um, my thing, I think, in regards to Valentine's Day, I think that it's insignificant in regards to an actual healthy relationship. I think that yeah. a Valentine's Day is like. I guess a reminder or just a day to like, you know, show a little bit of extra care for your girlfriend or your wife or whoever. But there's, but the reason why I bring up, you know, a lot of dysfunctional people is because there are people that literally will date someone or get in a relationship two months or a month ahead. So they actually have someone on Valentine's day, which I think gives Valentine's day too much power. Like which it's just weird. And I see it all the time. I see chicks that got a different man every year. Yeah. And it's like, yo, is it that serious? I think pe- people they really be like so afraid of being alone that it's they crazy. force a relationship. That's weird, man. I'd be like, being single is a is a a beautiful thing if you know how to do it right. Yeah. You know what I mean? If yeah. you're if you're comfortable with yourself, if your mental health is in order. Right. Like Eddie's always Eddie always mentioned, you know, you get a little bit of pussy here and there, <laughs> and you you you're good, man. But yeah, yeah I think to me, to me, the more and more I'm growing up, and the more and more I'm learning about um, society, the more I realize that 
how that capitalism does play into these holidays. One thousand fucking percent. I'm not sure how much money is going to be spent, you know, um, you know, this week. Oh, a lot leading up to leading up to uh, Valentine's Day. But um, I'm sure it's going to be a lot. And, you know, I'm sure these these different plant companies and stuff, they, oh, they bake God. on certain holidays. They bake of on probably graduations. And oh, yeah, there's there's, you know, certain things that happen every single day as far as anniversaries oh, and weddings and for sure you know people in the hospital so those are like days where they can you know get a little bit of their money off but valentine's day i know it's oh be, my god it's gonna be nuts <laughs> yeah now don't get me wrong folks I that's don't wanna, like the brown what is it brown oh brown friday saturday or something uh uh fucking uh Damn, oh, for Thanksgiving. Yeah. Brown Friday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so so many people are fucking their plumbing <clears throat> up from shitting the bunch on Thanksgiving that the next day plumbers got their, their knee deep in shit the next day. <laughs> getting banked, too. Yeah, getting banked, smelling like shit. <laughs> yeah, uh, but my thing is, is like, let, don't, don't get it wrong, folks. Look, I think relationships are great. I honestly rather be in a relationship. I much rather have a girlfriend, especially with the way my life is. I'm busy. I'm usually at work. And yeah. it would be great to have a woman that actually can do something for me. But yeah. let's be very clear, folks. That is hard to find. Yeah. That is hard to come across when you actually want something real. Yeah. See, now, it's different. Like a guy like me, I don't want a girlfriend. I want a woman. I want a grown woman. A woman that a has woman her. Friend. A woman that has her life in order, right? Yeah. I'm not saying I'm not and I'm just saying in general and that's hard to find because so many women are dysfunctional because they didn't dated so many guys that have fucked them up. Oh, yeah. And they never they never recoup. You know how many girls that I've liked. Right. But I see so many inadequacies in their character where they're not even over the last fucking boyfriends, uh, their last boyfriend, four boyfriends ago. God damn. It's nuts. And then you get with these chicks and you like them, but you're like, yo, like, I can't, I can't, we can't do it. Like, we can't. You still like that nigga. Yeah, you still care about this person. Yeah. Any you probably follow him on Instagram. Yeah, you probably, you know, when you went to the store, you probably sucked his dick and then came Ah, back. wait, what? You, hey, you never know what these chicks are doing. You suck this nigga dick in the meat out. Yeah, you, man, you probably went to Food Max to suck some dick and then you came back. <laughs> Food Max. Food Max. Take Food. it to the max. Food cocks. <laughs> <laughs> Suck it to the rim. <laughs> Blow job. <laughs> yeah, who uh, knows, man? Like this is random, but I I heard the uh, ra- I heard the food max on California shut down. California Union. Yeah, it did. It should have. A lot of prostitution. Anyway, uh, <laughs> that's a hood staple, man. Yeah. They got to shut it down. Too much traffic, man. That that is a ter- especially after as soon as the sun goes down, that place is terrible yeah as soon as that place goes down the vampires come out <laughs> the drug pyres <laughs> the freaks come out at night the freaks come out at night <laughs> yeah that's for sure i'd, I'd be uh, feeling uncomfortable driving over there yeah yeah so i remember i was going to the store and the lights turned off and all i heard was down 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 oh my god <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, motherfucking wolf cat standing outside the fucking store and shit. I'm like, I gotta get out of here. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I just think the true love is very hard to find, and I think a lot of people make a mockery of it. Yeah, I really do. I really do. And I think a lot of people listening to the podcast, they're like, uh, Eddie's just like, you know, he's so picky or he's this and that. You goddamn right, I'm picky. Oh, you should be. And the reason why I'm picky is because 
I have to make sure two things are real before I get into like a serious relationship. One of them is I need to make sure that all of my faculties are in order, right? I need to make sure that I am man enough for the woman that I want in my life because I can't, you know, I can't assume that, hey, I, you know, I deserve this type of woman in my life and maybe I'm not man enough to have that woman. Right. So I'm going to continue to work on myself as a man. And that may be the answer. Right. Yeah. But not to stray too far from the topic. Valentine's Day is a day where a lot of people are in false situations just so they're not alone. And there have been a lot of what there's women that come out like, hey, Eddie, what are you doing on Valentine's Day? I'm be like, um, nothing. Probably be at work driving. You don't have a girlfriend. I'm like, mm, no. Uh, wow. So you don't get lonely. And I'm thinking like. I get that question so much that it's concerning. Not for me, but for other for people. Them. Yeah. You're if you think that being alone means you're lonely, that's a problem. Right, right. You mean being single means you're lonely. Because you said, do you think being alone means you're lonely? Is that what you no, meant to say? That's what I meant to say. Because, oh, well, the girl said, are you going to be alone? Oh, gotcha. You gotcha. could be alone and not lonely. 100%. Yeah. But I don't <clears> think people <throat> grasp that concept. Yeah. Yeah. And they even come up with songs that, 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 uh, that, that. Jigalos. What? Get lonely too. Ooh. You never heard that song? Nah. I, uh, I was thinking flat. of I was thinking of another song. <laughs> One is the loneliest yeah. number that yeah. you'll ever do. Yeah. Yeah. So we live in a culture that even makes songs about being alone. Yes. Yeah. That, I don't that's what they a, they ahead. have to sell that though. Oh, you're yeah, R and B singer. Right. Ain't no R and B singer making no song about being lonely and being comfortable and loving yourself. No, nah, they did. They yeah. sure not. They're not. I love myself. I don't need these hoes. I beat my meat. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm gonna tell you right now what's going on with these single chicks. With the single chicks out there, this is what a lot of single women are doing, and they're not gonna admit it, right? But single ladies, this is what you're doing on Valentine's Day. If you don't have oh, a man, if, huh? I'm. Just, I knew what you. I know All where right. you're going with this. All right. If you don't have a man, you're doing one of two things. One. You're secure enough of a woman to say, look, I don't want to set up a date. Like, it's just a waste of my time. Yeah. I'm going to chill. But what you're going to do is get you a nice bottle of wine and turn on your favorite fucking rom-com. <laughs> and you're going to watch your rom-com and drink your wine. And That's then- probably a bad idea, though, because she's basically watching someone in a relationship. Uh, hold up. Okay, she's, okay. I'm okay. not done. Okay, my bad. She's going to get her bottle of wine, watch her rom-com, and get her vibrator and go to sleep. Right. <laughs> then there's the other chick. Wait, right. this <laughs> this is completely off topic, but you right. gotta turn your TV off, man. What? This one got a video up that say how not to get raped in prison. <laughs> oh, that was a it's a it's a it's a, it's a brilliant idiot's podcast. Yeah, it's one of the old episodes there. That's a wild. Yeah, it's a that's wild. A wild, it's a wild, uh, wild topic. Yeah, <laughs> turn it <that> off. <laughs> it might be useful for some people though. Yeah, they might need to know that. All you OJ Simpsons out there might be resourceful. OJ be like, "You want to get raped? <laughs> if you don't want to get raped, just put a knife in your butt." <laughs> That's funny. Like, I'm trying, fool. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah, but I, I lost my place where I was at. God damn! You saying you um. They put on the rom com, get the little vibrator. Oh, okay, on. yeah. That that's what what the single some single single chicks are doing. Yeah. So you know they'll do that. Then there's the other chicks, right? That they go out with their friends, and mm-hmm. you know, um, it may be a few single girls that they're all single, probably like two or three of them, and you know they go out and just have some drinks and go out, and then brrr, hitting up their ex to get that dick appointment. Yeah. Brrr, 
That D appointment. Yep. And then they go over there and get some dick. And then they go home. And then there's the other chick. That, this, is, this is my bad for cutting you off. Go ahead. This is completely off topic. Huh? But there's a um, a new, I guess, it's a bill or right. proposition or something. Uh-huh. And the tagline that has been promoted around Bakersfield is uh-huh. yes on D. Oh, that's fucking hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you there's a bunch of chicks like, yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes, queen. You know, I'm putting yes on D. Yes on D. <laughs> Vote yes on D. How big is it? <laughs> is it a big D? Is it yes on big D? Okay, okay. Because I be getting a lot of little ones. I don't, don't want to vote for it if it's small. I don't want to vote for that. <laughs> oh, dang. That's fucking hilarious, man. Yeah, it's yeah. really a cannabis bill, but you know, oh, yeah. it just sounds crazy. So they 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 saying yes to D and blunt. <laughs> I bet you it's some smoking stone, dick. Huh? I bet you it's some stoner chick listening to the podcast like yes, dicks and blinds, <laughs> dicks and blinds, yes, <laughs> sativa. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, but yeah, there's just a couple of different chicks, man, and. Uh, I named two of them. One that gets her wine and her fucking, you know, watches a rom-com, you know. Yeah. She watches, like, Silver Linings or some shit and gets a vibrator and just, you know, she cools out. You know, wakes up in the morning, goes to work. Then there's the other chick that will go out with her other single friend and motherfucking set up a dick appointment with her ex-boyfriend or maybe maybe some dude that she's kind of fond of because some women just don't want to be alone i'm skeptical of a woman that has never spent a valentine's day alone i'm very skeptical of that yeah because the odds of that mean you're just kind of you're very codependent yeah and it's like whoa wait a minute then the last one is we'll do anything not to be alone Mm -hmm. The, the 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 third chick she will motherfucking you know, get with a chick, get with a dude in December just so that they could be together in February and they break up like three weeks Christmas later. Gift. You know, get that Christmas gift, mm-hmm. get that, get that Valentine's Day affirmation and then, <laughs> then it's over. Yeah. You know, and, and here's the deal. I know there's some women that'll listen to this podcast and say Valentine's Day is not that big a deal. Stop it. No, it's not false. Valentine's Day is the equivalent of the Super Bowl to men for women. And the reason why I say that is because if you ever see a woman is single and she don't got a man, then even her friends will buy her flowers and candy, which which to me is like, fuck. Like, is it that serious? You guys are buying each other flowers and candy? Mm-hmm. And then they probably dig in there and there's a big old dildo. I'm like, oh, girl. Oh, <laughs> girl, thank I you. I got nasty quick. Yeah. <laughs> They got a big bottle of champagne and a big D. Yeah. They, they voted yes on D. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That got to be the name of the five, bro. Right? <laughs> yes, yes on, on D. D. <laughs> I don't know, man. We got to keep talking and figure it out. <laughs> That's funny. But yeah, man, I think, uh, I think I, I, this is just for, you know, this is a male driven podcast. Well, and um, I just want to let these the female audience know. Outside of a man having sex on Valentine's Day, I don't think they care that much about the holiday. No, we don't give a fuck. It's all about you guys. Yeah, the flowers and the chocolates and the putting the rose petals in a bed and all that stuff is Too just much. cool. I think it's all to to please the woman. 100%. Yeah, because if, if not, then she's going to be like depressed the whole day. And, oh, yeah. Yeah, it's going to be. Yeah, because yeah. I think a lot of times... um a woman's idea of holidays like Valentine's Day, a lot of that is like, I guess, predicated from um, 
maybe her previous experiences. Mm-hmm. She probably had a, even though her ex probably cheated on her 90 times, he probably used he to. made it up for on Valentine's right, Day. Right, he made it up on Valentine's Day. He used to have the rose petals going to the bed with the candles that smelled <laughs> like um, uh, 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 cereal or whatever. Ah, oh, cereal. <laughs> you know, they got, they, got, they, got, <laughs> they got these fucking candles now. You know, they probably smell like honey, uh, uh, honey bunches of oats or yeah. something. Also, fellas, like, you got to be mindful about, you know, if it's if it's some sort of friends with benefits or whatever, and y'all just you know right, smashing around, you gotta be make sure make sure this person uh, their period is not falling on Valentine's Day. Wow, because that would be trash. Yeah, but a period ain't, be. period ain't stop nothing but a sense. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> little blood never hurt nobody. Whoop whoop! <laughs> I am Dracula. <laughs> Oh man. <laughs> Dang, that'll be a crazy Valentine's Day. Blood's gotta love period sex. Blood's be like on the hood. <laughs> I ain't never stopped nothing on the hood, blood. <laughs> Nigga YG be like, whoop. <laughs> Scoop, whoop. I'm about to eat that pussy in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy. Oh man. But yeah, man. That's pretty much my take on Valentine's Day. Is it a horrible holiday? No, not at all. Yeah. It's not it's 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 a harmless holiday. We've celebrated since we were kids, but it's also two things can be true. Mm-hmm. And and the other thing that's true is the fact that we a lot of people feel incomplete if they do not have a mate on that day. Mm-hmm. And society has indirectly molded us to feel that way. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're the kid that show up to school and they be like, Hey young man, do you have a Valentine? And yeah. You're, and you're like uh no, they'd be like, Aww. <laughs> what if, a, what if it, it is this whole like, you know, going back to this sort of like right. uh, capitalism thing. Oh, hundred percent. That it's this whole like scheme that it's kinda like the cigarette thing, right? Right, right. It's right. implanted in us from the genesis of our being or you know whenever you know always when you go to school you guys have the little valentine's day parties where you pass out the little stupid little oh yeah you know cartoon cards or whatever exactly you pass out all these things and it's kind of been um ingrained ingrained in us as yeah kids that Mm -hmm. you know you have to grow up and get into this marriage and also when you get married you have to pay a bunch of fees and then your taxes get put together and then you, you structure yeah yeah. And it's all money at the end of the day. 100%. Mm-hmm. School is like the structure before life. And that bell rings, you know, you got to be to class, mm-hmm. you know, things of that nature. It's kind of getting you ready for the working world. But I don't want to get too straight too far off the topic. Mm-hmm. But in regards to the capitalism um, situation that you brought up or, or, or uh, comment, mm-hmm. when I think about Valentine's Day, you know what rings in my head? What's that? Every kiss begins with K. Yeah. These motherfuckers are selling jewelry. Yeah, I forgot about the jewelry God aspect. damn. Because people are proposing. Yeah, you know, I, would ne- I would never propose to my girlfriend on Valentine's Day. That is just the most overplayed time. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not doing that. Mm-hmm. If I wanted to be special, I'm going to do that shit somewhere else some other time. Mm-hmm. I might be watching a football game. Like I just wanna, I wanna propose when it's right for me, when it's on my heart. I'm gonna be like Valentine's Day's coming up. And I, I guess today I gotta do it on this day. I don't give a fuck what I'm doing. If it's on my heart, I'm gonna just get down during a football game, like baby. <laughs> my, the Niners just won. I wanted to make sure they won the game first. Ah, uh, because if 
If they lost, I'm not proposing this shit. <laughs> That's comedy. <laughs> there like, was a Niner fan that was about to propose yeah. uh, Super Bowl Sunday. Yeah, he and proposed had to wait for a week later because he, pro- he proposed too early. Yeah, and we lost. He had to end up signing a prenup. That's funny, man. <laughs> he didn't get that prenup first. <laughs> He's like, "What was I thinking?" <laughs> I think if you could propose during bad times, I think that's more genuine than, than doing it during a good time. I, th- I think that if you, for example, let's say you lost a job, or let's say you know you're stressing out, you're you're, oh, that's you're tough. doing she things. Might be, she might double think that one. No, I don't even think so. I don't think mm-hmm. so. Because if if she's the constant thing in your life that has been a blessing to you, yeah, I don't have a problem proposing. I think all it's going to take for me is no more than two years. I see some people that are in relationships for twelve, thirteen years, fifteen years before they get married. Fuck that. You know how hard it is to co- a good woman is to come by. If I'm with a woman for two years and she then I, I could cross, I could check all the dots line up. I'm like, yo, I got to put a ring on this now. Yeah. I'll give it once those two years that go up. I'm like, yo, I got to go to K Jewelers now. Yeah. Also, I also <laughs> even if it was two years, the, the hard part about that too is that. Yeah. There's a lot of like social so, social pressures. Oh, fuck the pressure that come along with that. You know, you got friends like, when are you gonna propose? When are you gonna? When are you guys getting married? When are you guys? Getting, when are you gonna have kids? When are you gonna have? Kids? All right, when are you gonna eat the booty? <laughs> when are you gonna eat the booty? Hey, man? stay out of my sex life. All right? <laughs> stay out of that. Yeah, that's real. <laughs> I guess you should. Yeah, definitely do it on your own accord. Yeah, hundred percent. But I think those long rela- those long relationships are weird to me. They're very very it's like. Like if you've been with somebody for ten years, like come on, man, you don't know. You either need to break up or yeah, go go, go get through a, go through a whole phase and then come back see if you love each other. Dang, yeah, you know when people go on when people go on breaks. Like I've seen a lot of people that go and said, you know, we need to take a month from each other. Then mm-hmm. I mean that y'all might as well split up at that point. Yeah, if, if I take a break, I'm a yeah. If people when people take a break, they take a break and they take a bite out yeah. of a you know, it's like a Kit Kat bar. <clears throat> mm-hmm. You know when they say, Give me a break, mm-hmm. give me a break of that Kit Kat bar and they getting some cat on after yeah. they break that off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. People are fucking. Don't hey, get, I mean that why else would you take a break? For sure. You're not taking a break to be single, you're taking a break to Oh yeah. Either suck some other dick no, that- if female <laughs> <laughs> This is different. Or here's some other bras from the back if you Yeah. Like, but guy. if you break up with your girl and then you on a break she gonna be like oh i'm so glad i voted yes on d ah yes <laughs> yes queen <laughs> oh, oh man, man. I've, I've, the reason why i know this too because i've been on the other side of it i, I fuck some chicks that were on a break on a break damn it's like and they'll say shit like you're like oh so you have a boyfriend they'll be like not really like kind of not really and you'll be like what the fuck does kind of mean you either got a man or you don't well no but we're on a break and i'll be like oh okay and then you end up fucking them and you're like huh dang so i fucked you on a break (laughs) when you fuck a chick and she's on a break you got her in such a small window man Right, because she's gonna be off that break within like two and a half, three they weeks. They definitely getting back together. Oh yeah, they're definitely get back together. You might fuck her a good two or three times, you know, because she cut, just cut you off. She'll cut you all the way mm-hmm. off, like because she's still getting hit by him too. Oh yeah, on the side, yeah, but she got to, sure. you know, got to let the pussy heal up for a little bit. Yeah, let the pussy heal. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, you want to have a dick. She want to have a a, a dick overload. <laughs> dick overload. <laughs> yeah. But no, but it, it's the truth, man, and it's the ugly truth. But hey, it this is reality, you yeah. Know? 
That's why, you know, this this podcast is different. We don't sugarcoat stuff here. <laughs> Political correctness does not live in, here on uh, Trucker's Mind yeah. Podcast. I think that the, the interesting part is that um, I think most, like you said, we don't sugarcoat things here. No. But I think most of society has been shaped to consume information that way. Yeah, exactly. They want to make so, it very digestible. Yeah. For, you know, for you, if you, if you talk, you having a conversation with somebody, um, you like, yo, you need to get in the gym. You need to lose some weight. A hundred percent. And they will be like, would you say? get offended by that? Yeah. And, but if you, if you also said, Hey, you know, um, your health is a little bit bad. Um, I think you should lay off the calories a little bit. Yeah. Um, start to get a little bit of workout going, you know, ease yourself in. So it's like, who's, yeah. who wants to hear it? Nobody wants to hear that. Especially us. We come from an athletic background. Right. If a coach told me like, Hey, Keith, um, you're getting beat on these routes. It's going to be okay though. Yeah, you know, it. just get it in gear. You know, yeah. you need to work a little bit. No, I'm be like, coach, like, you know, stop patting me on my back when I'm doing wrong. Right. Just tell this to me straight. Right. That's not how life works, man. Yeah. And it's like, you know, don't try to make things digestible. Okay. Yeah. Don't, don't chew my food up and then hand it to me so I can yeah. chew it. Give me the fucking food. I ain't no pigeon. Yeah. I'm not a bird. Mm-hmm. You give me that goddamn sandwich. <laughs> let me eat it myself. Yeah. Because it's nasty. You shouldn't be chewing on my fucking food. <laughs> yeah. No, nah, but yeah, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I don't know how we got way over here, but uh, in a nutshell, Valentine's Day is, is pretty cool. Um, and for all you guys that are genuinely in love with your mate, I think that you are in love with them every day. And this day of Valentine's Day is only reaffirming the love that you already have for your mate. So I don't think that you need to go crazy for the person that you are in love with. Mm-hmm. I think that you show that every day. That is what real love is. Yeah. Is proving that to them every day and not letting them forget that. Yeah. Okay. And go out to K Jewelers and get you some shit. Okay. <laughs> K Jewelers. Right. That'd have been a pre- We need some sponsors. Right. If y'all want to sponsor, man, that'd have been a perfect time for K Jewelers to get right. a little sponsor off on a Trucker's Mind podcast. That's why I so poetically tried to get that across. Yeah. So I could end it with, hey, K Jewelers was popping. You yeah. Know? Fuck. Mess with your Benoy. all right man switching gears uh recently gail king who was a friend a really good friend of oprah winfrey Mm -hmm. um she did an interview with lisa leslie and what was the what was the recognition the other day for women's a national women's sports day what was i I don't know you got a computer right there you need to look it up oh please what is the uh (laughs) what do you want me to look up i think it's national women's sports day it was just the it was recently. I think that's that was the initial reason why Lisa Leslie was getting uh interviewed. Let me see. See. We gotta look stuff up. During on the first week of February, the National Girls of Women's Sports Day is there an annual go. day of observation held during the first week of February to acknowledge the accomplishments of female athletes. Right. And then that was just a week ago. Not it what's the date today? Uh it's the ninth. The ninth. So, so the first week would have been Yeah, a week ago. Yeah. So that's initially why Lisa Leslie was being talked to. Well, to make a long story short, um, Gail King asked her, uh, let's just insert the clip right here. It's been said that his legacy is complicated because of the sexual assault charge, which was dismissed in 2003, 2004. Is it complicated for you as a woman, as a WNBA player? It's not complicated for me at all. Even if there's a few times that we've been at a club at the same time, Kobe's not the kind of guy, never been like, 
you know, Lisa, go get that girl or tell her or send her this. Mm -hmm. I have other NBA friends that are like that. Mm -hmm. Kobe's, he, he was never like that. I just never see, have ever seen him being the kind of person that would be, do something to violate a woman or be aggressive in that way. I, that's just not the person that I know. But Lisa, you wouldn't see it though. As his friend, you wouldn't see it. And that's possible. Mm -hmm. I just, it's just, I just don't, I just don't believe that. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying things didn't happen. Mm -hmm. I just don't believe that things didn't happen with force. Is it even a fair question to talk about it, considering he's no longer with us and that it was resolved? Or is it really part of his history? I think that the media should be more respectful um, at this time, it, it's like if you had questions about it, you've had many years to ask him that. I don't think it's something that we should keep hanging over his legacy. I mean, he went to, it went to trial. Yeah, but the case, is, it was dismissed because the victim in the case refused to testify. So it was dismissed. And I think that that's how we should leave it. All right. All right. So what I took from that is it was just an incredibly inconvenient question. And what people don't realize is, is uh, the, the, the journalistic standard by today is like fucked. And it's bad because you could understand the temperature of that conversation or, you know, what she really believes in. You could be a journalist are really good at pushing their agenda without acting like they're pushing their agenda. You could tell what she believes in and what she's trying to get others to believe in. Right. And, it, and I think it's bullshit. When she asked that question, this is exactly what she did. Today is only the second week that Kobe has been gone. It is officially week two of Kobe being gone. Right. I don't think he's even in the ground yet. Right. And when His you funerals on the 24th. Yeah. So when you ask that question. Uh, about you know his legacy and, and you basically bring up that case during this sensitive time what fucked me up is is i follow vanessa bryan i've been following her for years and vanessa has reposted some things that she's liked online about her husband which means she's actively on instagram and that means she's seen this bullshit mm -hmm. so her husband and her daughter have been gone less than two weeks when she was asked when They've been gone less than two weeks when Gail asked Lisa Leslie that question. Mm -hmm. So Vanessa doesn't even get a chance to mourn. She can't even mourn her child and her husband because your dumb ass went up there and asked that fucking question. Yeah, that is it was ridiculous. And this is the, the this is what she really fucked up. What she did is she did a huge disservice to everyone who died on that plane, not just Kobe Bryant. Right. So. Each and every person who died on that plane, she said, fuck all of y'all. Let me talk about Kobe. That is literally what she did. Mm -hmm. Like, that, you, when you really look at it, it was just classless. Mm -hmm. And no, nobody's going to let her get away with it. Snoop Dogg was like, you dumbass doghead bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, damn, Snoop. Mm -hmm. I ain't never heard nobody say that. Mm -hmm. Doghead bitch. <laughs> We're going to come for you. <laughs> Damn. Mm -hmm. But yeah, man. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I think it was um, just poor timing, man. Right. And I don't think that, I honestly don't even think that question should really ever be asked. You know what I mean? Uh -huh. it, it, it feels, because a lot of what they're doing now, 
Um, they did the same thing with Michael Jackson. Yeah. You know, they digging just, people up. Yeah, they're doing the same thing with Kobe Bryant. There's probably going to be some some documentary on Lifetime or HBO or whatever that comes out six, seven, eight years down the line that has uh, information from this this case that wasn't really public knowledge before, and they're going to try to, you know capitalize off of kobe bryant's uh death which which is it's just it's terrible it's it's you know we're in this in you know eddie and i are in this field we're in this entertainment field and right you know i think you have to have a certain amount of integrity when you when you're when you're maneuvering out here yeah uh because if you just want it to me what a lot of people are doing now is like i would consider them like uh, social media content worthy right. art pieces or right. um, clickbait type of uh, that like they're just creating art to go viral like there's Very no true. real reason to make a Michael Jackson documentary no. especially when people are in there are are not even telling the truth right you know there was after the documentary came out there were multiple multiple things in there that they were saying that weren't even actually true or they right. had no actual evidence to support any of these claims yeah. so it was a bunch of like he say she say and they just capitalized on th- off of these emotional stories and right. put some music behind it and yeah. all this stuff only to you know find open. out two weeks yeah. later that it was not even them. true yeah so and especially with gail king i think what happened was it's different with r kelly right r kelly is first of all he's alive yeah um second of all he's he this is stuff that you know people have been uh, he's been accused of doing right. these things yeah. um before and he probably offered to go in there as part of his like cleanup uh, right. thing before he, you he knew he was he, going to prison you can't clean up you can't clean up p but go ahead yeah it's, yeah it's disgusting <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah it's different with r kelly we don't, we don't really rock with r kelly like no, that he's no. you know he's hurt multiple women multiple uh young women over the years They're right, and right. you know we kind of disown him as a culture 100 um, kobe Bryant, on the other hand um it's, it's just a different case and i think what happened was she probably liked that attention she got from this r kelly case oh yeah you know all those viral right. moments and, you know, people replaying and retweeting and sharing on their instagram stories or whatever right so she probably tried to make another moment like that with this Kobe Bryant, right. Lacey Leslie interview. And this is why traditional journalism is dying and podcasts are winning. Because a podcast, for the most part, on a lot of them, is much more in-depth. See, what, what's going on with these old-school journalists is they're having these interviews and you know they, they think like, yeah, I'm going to punch them in the mouth with this one. I'm going to do this. Well, I'm sorry. This ain't 1975 or 1990. This shit ain't fucking working no more. Mm-hmm. Okay, you cannot get on there. And we live in a time also too, where a lot of these old school, you know, uh, Oprahs and fucking Gail Kings have adopted a lot of the new shit that's also fucked up. We live in a time where Vanessa Bryant learns about her husband dying from TMZ before the fucking sheriff. Like that doesn't make sense, mm-hmm. right? What's crazy too is this: Vanessa Bryant right now is probably walking through her home and she's walking by her child's bedroom who passed on and she sees all of Kobe's clothes and all this stuff. This is all she has from her daughter and her husband who passed away. But for some reason you want to talk about something that never materialized. Mm-hmm. I could understand if, you know, they did, they went to trial and this went and blah, blah, blah. But if we looking at it as it is, 
what you think pop what you think happened never materialized yeah so you trying to shove your fucking you're trying to shove your agenda down someone's throat and you're not even subtle about it she's like but you wouldn't know you wouldn't know that about how the fuck would you know yeah you supposed to be asking me to if you ask if she asked her the question which i felt was already inappropriate and then it and then they moved on from it okay fine but then you say but you wouldn't know so it's like you trying to really force her to say some shit now yeah Gail King, if you don't get your funny weave the fuck out of here, <laughs> get your dried up weave and get the fuck out of town. Damn, man. Yeah. This shit is nuts, man. I, I just, it to me, it just, it's not a whole lot more you could say about it. But, oh, this is what I was going to say. People are very selective about um, who they choose to attack because let's be real. And I would never. I mentioned this one time, but it, it was under. It was basically the same type of the tone. The, the, the tone of the conversation was the same. Why is why I brought it up. Kobe died, and you want to ask a question about you know his rape case. But Paul Walker passed away, and people had many interviews after he passed. But nobody brought up the fact that Paul Walker was a known pedophile. When he was 33, his girlfriend was 16 years old and he had multiple girls he had relationships with. But nobody talks about his pedophilia. Right. This is facts. If you don't believe me, look it up. And they make they made a song about Paul Walker. I'm not trying to discredit him in any way. But if you want to try to dig up Kobe, you want to try to dig up Michael. Let me just shed some light on this. okay? because he ain't the only one. You got motherfucking him. You got Elvis Presley. You got multiple people. But they ain't digging up shit. And then Oprah's spiritual healer got in trouble for sexual misconduct. So he's healing motherfuckers. He ain't really healing. I don't know what's going on. Mm-hmm. Healing but pussies. He's healing. Yeah, he's trying to heal a pussy and that pussy didn't want to get healed. <laughs> and you're not talking about him. You're not talking about Harvey Weinstein. Y'all need to just go sit the fuck down. And I loved Oprah. I grew up on Oprah, man. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's tough seeing this. You yeah. Know? But yeah. Yeah. yeah, man. I think uh, that's pretty much all I got to say. I, I, I Honestly, when I watched it, I was like, man, because, you know, multiple people was telling me about it, but I honestly wish I hadn't seen it just because obviously we're I'm honestly only talking about this because we have a podcast. 100%. Outside of this, I just wouldn't even give it any energy because I don't care for anybody speaking negatively about Kobe Bryant. Right, right. So, um, but yeah, I think, I think. That's all I got to say. Yeah. Uh, I'll say this in closing. I think that everyone's life is not as wholesome as you would think, regardless of how major or minor the infraction is that all of us have. When you pass on, people are going to look to that one thing and judge your whole life on it, regardless of what you did. Right. You could be the guy that was a straight shooter. You were a great husband, a great father, a great athlete, a philanthropist. You fed the homeless. You did all this great shit. But then you got in a fight in high school and you gave somebody a black eye. And all you're known as to them is the violent teenager that gave someone a black eye. That is our problem as a society. They, we love to point at one fucking thing. And we let it overshadow who the person was and what they actually represented. Yeah, I agree. But I also think that that's a minority. Yeah, most, very true. Most I of agree. the the uh, 
things that I've seen from Kobe Bryant and from Michael Jackson and a mm-hmm. lot of these other people is uh, mostly positive. So yeah, think, yeah. Um, That's true. You're 100% right. I've seen a lot of love. So much mm-hmm. more love than the bullshit. Mm-hmm. The, but the problem with us also is that we, the bullshit stands out so much farther. It, it sticks out so much more than the love. Mm-hmm. But that's kind of how, that's our fault. That's how our brain works. Mm-hmm. You know, we could have a hundred we can have a hundred different forms of I love you, I love you, but you get that one, nigga, you trash, and then we pay attention to that. Yeah. That's how we think. But switching gears. Um Johnny Depp in a situation with his wife Amber Heard. Um we're gonna lead this off by stating men can be victims too. I don't know how many people realize that. Um but the situation with Johnny Depp initially, um, his wife divorced him and basically brought up uh, you know, domestic violence um, as one of the reasons why she left. And he was thrown under the bus immediately, um, called a woman beater. And, you know, and basically for years, like initially the story broke three years ago. And now new audio was released of Amber Heard admitting to beating him. And this is what she said verbatim. I don't know what the motion of my actual hand was, but you're fine. I did not hurt you. I did not punch you. I was hitting you. So you admit, this is how you know this chick's fucking nuts. You say you didn't punch him, but then you admitted to hitting him. <laughs> it's fucking insane. Then at the end of that, she said, I can't promise I won't get physical again. I get so mad I lose it. <laughs> Dude, that is the definition of abuse. Mm-hmm. So when you, whenever you get the impulse to hit me, that makes it okay. That's abuse, and I'm seeing so much. There's such, there's such less energy towards Johnny Depp getting beat. There's some women coming out like justice for Johnny. This ain't right. This ain't right. But I'm not seeing the same energy as the initial story because as long as the narrative is man hits woman. Boom, everybody fucking flies off at the handle. But woman hits man. Why did he let her hit him like that? Why was he, why would he let her abuse him? He's a man. Why can't he defend himself? You talk about victim blaming, right? That's victim blaming 101. Yeah. I, I remember the the same sort of thing happened when Bow Wow had came right, out. Right. With the scratches like the, on his yeah, head. Yeah, people started making fun of him. Yeah. Um, so it's this is one of those other things that as a society, we just um, we're so conditioned to put people in different categories, and it's always like the male is always a, this dominant figure. And um, anytime there's some sort of domestic dispute, it always leans towards the man beating the the woman. Right. But we know for a fact that there's all there's been the opposite. Oh, there has 100%. been women that beat up men, and you know because there's this this. Um, the societal norm, I guess, to yeah, where men right. aren't supposed to hit women, which is only a thing in society. It's not right. It's not a uh, a law. A law, 100%. you know. It's, the law is domestic violence, which means like yeah. you know you're not supposed to put your hands exactly. on anybody. But in society, because men have you know the muscles are bigger, we have right. testosterone and all these sort of things. We've created this ideal that you know a man is not supposed to hit a woman. Right. So even when it comes to defending yourself, you're skeptical of um, 
not putting your hands on a woman because we right. already know the ramifications that happens when a police shows up at your door right. and you may have like a you know a slightly you know runny nose like blood running out of your nose but right. on her she got like a bloody eye and she bruised up everywhere yeah when you was just defending yourself right but you're probably still going to jail or, oh yeah you know so it's just like yeah. it just sucks and you know i don't know how this whole thing played out i didn't uh read the article that came out from the from the one guy that yeah. that created the um you know it's called op-ed or whatever whatever he put out um basically siding with Johnny Depp and the reason why he didn't do it. I think some of the the information was saying like they were with each other that he was right. with Johnny Depp that day that yeah. she alleged she uh he allegedly beat her and yeah. he he was crying and emotional about it and you know they thought it was because his, his mom had died but it was really because he didn't want her know, to leave him. Yeah, and the the girl was threatening to come out and do some sort of thing. Um damn it. Uh-huh. But uh but yeah, it's, it's it's a whole whole thing, and like definitely, like you said, no one. Um, this has kind of been swept under the rug. You know what I mean? It's a uh, when it, when it first came out, like a lot of people were trying to cancel Johnny Depp and trying to get him off of you know sequels and all the Disney movies, the Pirates of the Caribbean, and all that. And then all of a sudden, this comes out, and you know, it's a, it's a small rumblings. There are people that are trying to get her from. Get yeah. her off the Aquaman sequel, right? But, um, we we're 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 going to see how it plays out, right? Because you know if she's still in that sequel, then you oh, know yeah. we're going to definitely see how society views, oh, yeah, uh, views its men. All right, yeah, exactly. And, I, and here's the thing: if if you're going to get a guy like Jason Mitchell off of the Shy Show for sexual misconduct or around women, then and that's you know I guess that's like a. Uh, a bar that you set for any misconduct. I think beating somebody is a form of misconduct, right? So if she still gets these opportunities, it tells you what society really thinks. Not to mention, right? If the if the goal is equality, this ain't equality, right? Equality cannot exist based on the fact of how we think and how women think because we have a problem. Our brain goes into autopilot. We have autopilot syndrome, and this is what I mean. Mm -hmm. Whenever a couple breaks up, right, and a couple breaks up just abruptly, and let's say the girl's talking to her friend, and they would be like, you guys broke up? He cheated, huh? Because men are automatically seen as cheaters. They People never make, they never come to this idea that a woman cheated. For some reason, it's always a man that cheated. Yeah. It's always a man that cheated. When I know countless women who have cheated, right? Yeah. And they make it like women are just these fragile creatures. We've been on the other side of we've been women on, cheating. Yeah, we've been on the other side. I've had my heart broken, man. I've had my feelings hurt before. Mm -hmm. So trust me, I, I fucking know it. And that's the problem with society. We go on an autopilot. We make these assumptions. You know, oh, this, oh, that definitely happened. Oh, yeah. And when they heard about the, uh, her saying that um, Johnny Depp, or any allegations or even a whisper of him hitting her. Everybody said he's beating her. It was so much. It was such a lie that Johnny Depp's ex-wife had to come forward and say, uh-uh, he did not hit her. Yeah. You know shit is real when your ex-wife comes to the plate. Mm -hmm. And his 17-year-old daughter said he would never put a hand on her. I think the way um, 
I think the way Johnny Depp handled it was was really good. A hundred percent. He didn't really say nothing. He didn't do no press tour nothing, or anything. Nothing. Um, and this was three years ago, right? Yeah. That the allegations. People came thought out. he was a woman beater for three years before this story really came forward. Mm-hmm. Oh my! And God. she go and she out there living her life. Yeah. And all this is it's really unfortunate, man. Yeah. And um, you know that there's what happens is, is like we said before the um the the negative allegations are always going to be louder than you know the the true stories if it if it if it doesn't align with the 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 negative stuff so you know there's probably going to be people lining up outside of the premieres and stuff with you know uh women a bunch of people standing outside with a bunch of a bunch of Mexicans standing outside with wife beaters on and picket signs and like Johnny Depp beats his wife and stuff like that. So. Why would it be Mexicans? I don't get it. Because I don't know. They like wife beaters. Oh <laughs> <laughs> some wife beaters and some Cortezes and some Dickies. I was trying to get the joke. I'm trying to get the joke. Damn. I guess I missed it. God damn it. Ah. I, you know, and I was like envisioning like this person, you know, <laughs> some, some dicky shorts and some Cortez and a wife beater. I got a couple of homies. Shout out to my homie Carlos. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's it's just fucked up, folks. I, I just think that ultimately when these things happen, we got to give the same energy. When NFL running, yeah. when NFL running back Ray Rice was fucking his wife up hitting her and pulling her out of the elevator he did not get another shot to play in the nfl so the nfl put their foot down and they also came out with a commercial that i thought was kind of uh it was it was really pc um i won't say pc but i think it was like a damage control commercial Mm -hmm. and it was like eli manning and all kind of other other nfl players saying you should never never put your hands on a woman i thought that that was corny yeah, they be, uh, yeah, that's corny. It's just corny. You should never come over. out. Yeah, it's damage control. Do you think the NFL gives a fuck if you beat your wife? No. All you got to do is catch the football, right? They don't give a fuck. You know how many of these they players stuff under the rug? Yeah, every, every single day. day. Yeah, it's, you got to imagine it's fifty-two. What is it? Thirty-two teams. Yeah, fifty-two uh, men on each roster. team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, on each roster. So to believe that these are you know the most upright citizens in the world right like there's a and it's not everyone i'm not saying it's everyone but there's a small percentage probably like 15 percent of these people that probably break the law every single day right and it's up to the owners and nfls and the general managers and all these guys to do some damage control when it comes to what these players are doing so the police probably come to them especially you, you think like boston Cities like, I mean, we already seen it with Aaron Hernandez. He probably did all kind of stuff before it actually came to light. Right. Boston, um, maybe Oakland, maybe Tampa Bay, you know, some of these cities where, you know, the only thing they have is like their football team. Right. So Indianapolis, probably another another space. Um, probably letting all kind of stuff go. So, yeah, you know, it's, it's just damage control. It just. It want they want people to know that you know the NFL doesn't support woman beaters, but mm-hmm. you supported you know guys that have gotten in trouble multiple times. Who, mm-hmm. um, first of all, let's be clear. Uh, what's his face? Uh, Kareem Hunt. Kareem Hunt kicked the chick in the fucking head. I don't really think he really kicked her that hard, but it doesn't matter. You put your foot up and you kicked her, and he still ends up playing in the NFL. Mm-hmm. So you let him. What play. was that one that guy that was in a club? Um, he went to like Oklahoma or something, and he just punched a girl in her jaw. What? Yeah, I forget what it was. I mean, it'd be so many, yeah, so many, <laughs> so, many yeah, so many instances, oh, man. But I remember they had like the the 
the video footage from the from the bar and he punched his girl and supposedly she called him a nigger or something like that. Oh, oh, it was a different one. I forgot who the fuck it was, but one of them, Kareem Hunt was one, but mm-hmm. one, oh my God. What I happened know, with Kareem Hunt? About. Kareem Hunt got uh, kicked out, but then he ended up uh, getting back in the NFLs with the Browns. With the Browns. And then What's he just, he, he just got in trouble again. I don't remember, but he just got in trouble again. Yeah, it'd be it, happening a lot. Yeah, he's just stupid, man. Yeah. Some of these guys, they just... They're they're blessed with the opportunity that many don't get, and then they keep getting in trouble. Like yeah. NFL is the worst thing for some people because you got too much, too much money, too much power, mm-hmm. and you just end up fucking everything up. It kind of goes back. I mean, it always goes back to this like uh, mental health thing for me. Right, right, right. But what I would, you know, I mean, we've recognized it, but there, it just be so many angry, like angry, aggressive yeah. black men, and yeah. you know. It just so happens that they're really good at football, so they be ending up at these places, and then they're also in places that are so far away from their homes. Yeah, that you know things are a lot different right. than you know. It's a culture shock sometimes. So you're surrounded by all these white people, and all of a sudden they say something wrong or look at you the wrong way, and you're already on edge, and then things happen. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. Who knows? You either, it, beat, it could be, you either, uh-huh. you either beating up white pussies or beating up white pussy. Um, I don't know what to say. <laughs> it could hey, a white person body say nothing that's not even that offensive. It could be something like that just makes black people get mad. It could be like I don't even think Beyonce is that good of an artist. <laughs> and then you just punch a person, punch a white person for saying that. Yeah, it's like come on, man. Mm-hmm. They don't gotta like Beyonce, man. You ain't gotta stab them. Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. And they'd be like, wide receiver DeMonte Jackson stabbed an innocent woman after she made a comment about Beyonce. Here's the story. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's that, man. I, I don't I don't got a whole lot more to say about it. I just want people uh, to, to take a deeper look inside themselves and wonder why they think the way they think. Is your brain on autopilot or do you actually give a fuck about the individual going through something? Mm-hmm. So there's that. Yeah, I think people should do more research into this case too. You know, yeah. it's just it's not always the headline, right? You know, like we all we always preach to ourselves when it comes to revealing information or speaking about a topic. It's like we we got to see it play out first. You know, right. we we don't get on here and just jump at every single headline because a lot uh, there's a lot of lies on the internet. And, right. You know, we know that firsthand. So. We just let these things play out. You know, obviously this played out over the course of like three years. Um, so you got to be extremely patient with these ideas. But um, but now we know. Right. Well, really, what's really going on? 100 percent. All right. Switching gears. Uh, recently at the last Super Bowl, um, uh, Jay-Z and Beyonce were cooling out, you know, sitting back with the family, watching the game and uh, the national anthem start playing. And um, Demi Lovato thick ass over there. Man, Demi Lovato was like, and the cupcakes in, ah. <laughs> in the heroin. In the- okay. Right. Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> Demi Lovato was singing, and she just stopped singing and just started snorting coke. <laughs> oh, we going to hell, man. <laughs> uh, hey, look here, look here. I can back. I look here. Hold on a minute. Hold on a minute, folks. Before you get mad, 
I can crack a joke on Demi Lovato because Demi Lovato cracked a joke on, yeah. 20, on 21 Savage getting deported. Yeah. So let's not try to be morally. That was on her head, too. Let's keep the God same dang. energy. Let's keep the same energy. Okay. I just thought it was funny. I didn't know yeah. get that serious. And, and, I'm, I'm taking a break from social media. Yeah, she got yeah. all sad. It right? was on her head. Yeah, she was, was on her head. Yeah. <clears throat> but here's the thing, though. I think Demi Lovato is doing great. I don't think she's doing drugs, and I think she, <laughs> I think she exchanged her yeah, drug. She too, she too thick to be doing. Yeah, drugs, she man. she exchanged her drug her drug habit for a Popeye's chicken sandwich. Ah, she got a Twinkie habit now. Yeah, but she's not fat though. She's incredibly sexy. Them thighs is like. Damn. Mm-hmm. I thought I was in KFC. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Yeah. But she could sing her ass off. Shout out to Demi Lovato. Mm-hmm. I've always had a thing for Demi Lovato. Even before, you know, when I knew she was on drugs. I was like, if she just put the Coke down. Uh-huh. <laughs> put the Coke down in five minutes. Man. Just let me, let me, let, let me love you. Oh, uh, man. <laughs> That's funny. Exchange that needle for this dick. <laughs> I don't know if she's doing heroin. What's she, doing what, she was doing some hard drugs. Oh I, my I think, God. I'm pretty sure. Oh, my God. I don't know where I got that from, but it might be. Oh, might man. Be. Jeez. That's heavy. Is she, she, had, she, got, uh, she almost OD'd or something mm-hmm. one time, too. Yeah, Dang. people said, that's not funny. It's not funny. It's not funny. <laughs> it's not. Look, I'm not trying to crack a joke. She's alive. She did not die, but she had the audacity to make fun of 21 Savage getting deported. Yeah. So if she can find the humor in someone else's despair, then so can I. Okay? Yeah. God damn it. All right. Switching gears. Or oh, we're already we're on the same topic. Sorry about that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Beyonce and Jay-Z, um, there was a screenshot taken by Colin Kaepernick. And it was of Beyonce and Jay-Z sitting down during the national anthem, mm-hmm. right? And he was like, oh, I, got, I thought we were past kneeling. That's what the caption said, right? Mm-hmm. Here's my take on this. My take on this is that Colin Kaepernick is being annoying. And, and this is why. I support Colin Kaepernick's initial reason for kneeling, 100%. Mm-hmm. You know, injustice in America. It's tons of it. And if you're not a black person, a lot of times you won't understand. And I'm not, I'm not, trying, to, I'm not trying to force that on you i just encourage you to do the research of america in regards to black people and oppression and systematic oppression and it will start to make sense all right uh let me follow up that statement by saying this colin kaepernick took a screenshot with that caption that i just mentioned i thought we were past kneeling and him and his girlfriend had the same picture and then people was coming after Jay-Z. Yeah, Jay-Z, why you ain't standing? Yeah, you said we passed kneeling. But it's so much more context to what he said. We said we're past kneeling. Now what's the next thing we're going to do? He didn't say we're past kneeling like kneeling was insignificant. He said we're past kneeling like now what's the next step? But people, what they like to do is they have an issue with selective hearing and they only take out what they feel is important. So we got a society full of people that don't listen and then they tell another dumb person and then the next dumb person runs with the whole fucking story, right? The problem I have with Kaepernick doing this is that it was, it was pointless and it was, it was, he's like a spineless jellyfish doing this. And the reason why is because if he stood for the flag, now he gonna say, oh, look at him standing for the flag, being a good boy for the NFL. And if he don't stand up, Oh, I thought we were passing the lane. So it's such a weak stance to have for, about Jay-Z when, in fact, you talking about him in the NFL, but you were still trying to get in the league. And your boy Eric Reed is still getting a check. So what are you talking about? Like, 
There's if if you want to point out the inadequacies of Jay Z, I could point out the same ones in your character. You know what I'm saying? That's the problem I have with it. Um, one more thing, I think it's weak what Colin Kaepernick did because Stephen A. Smith clearly called him out on ESPN because he he felt that he spearheaded trying to get Colin Kaepernick back in the NFL, and he and all of a sudden Colin Kaepernick just switched all of everything around and the scouts didn't come all the scouts didn't come see him play and it's almost like he was trying to sabotage the workout that's what i've seen you know but two things could be true maybe he thought they were trying to sabotage him i don't know all i know is you never gave stephen a smith a response but yet you're aiming at jay-z because you know jay-z's not gonna respond jay-z's not gonna respond to that crap that's the main problem i had yeah um, to me, it just, it just it's, it seems like there's this growing personal problem between Jay Z and Colin Kaepernick. Nah. Um, and you know, I don't know exactly what's going on behind closed doors or whatever, but you know, every time they get into the media and you know yeah. when each other communicates, it's never in a positive light. It's like, nah. hey, I haven't spoken to Colin Kaepernick. Um, you know, that's not like I don't have to co- speak to Colin Kaepernick to do this or right. You know. You know, Colin is saying this, and you know, it always seems to be this like whole back and forth. When in reality, they both should be on the same side um, because they are technically fighting for the same sort of yeah. um, uh, struggle, I guess. But um, for whatever reason, you know, it just seems to be this constant like bickering back and forth. It's, it's almost childish in a sense. Yeah. Um, but for me, I feel like the. Um, I think his gripe is justified in a sense to where if to me, when Jay-Z said we're past kneeling, we have to, you know, do some sort of actionable thing connected with the, um, with this protest or like this, that's like an old thing. I think in his tone, he was in, no one's literally always going to say what they actually mean. Um, especially a guy like Jay-Z, you know what I mean? He's a very calculated person. So when it comes to these sort of things, you you oftentimes have to read between the lines. But um, in a lot of people's mind, when they heard Jay-Z said we're past kneeling, they thought that he was saying, like, we shouldn't be kneeling anymore. We should be doing something different. That's a poor interpretation. I don't think so. You can interpret words however you want to. I mean, it's it's up to your discretion and he hasn't literally i mean he hasn't there was only like two sentences attached to his answer so that's it's up for us to interpret how he says it so if you either however you interpret it is however you interpret it someone can obviously say the same thing about the way that you interpret the the statement so it's like how much work do you have to do to like get people to comprehend what you're saying that's how humans speak humans never speak literally they always speak in subtext we don't always literally say what we what we mean that's just how we communicate in the world but um so however you interpret what jay-z is saying um he obviously didn't go into this elaborate thing to hit every single point that he should have when he when he's talking about colin kaepernick so in in that case colin kaepernick may have thought it was a jab at him he may have thought it was a jab at um his stance and his in his uh, the way he was moving and trying to get back into the NFL. So if that's how Colin Kaepernick interpreted it, and then you see Jay Z sitting down during the national anthem, I would feel away too. If someone says something to me yeah. that I would 
And like I said before, we don't know what their private conversations are like. Obviously, they're not on the same page because they're not. We don't know that. I'm not. We don't know Jay Z. We don't know Colin Kaepernick. I'm just saying, from whatever's put out in the media, it seems to have that they have some sort of lack of communication, exactly, or they're not on the same page. Yeah. However, that's playing out. We know that they're not on the same page because Colin Kaepernick can get on whatever platform and say, whether it's after his workout or whatever, or social media or tweets or whatever, or through Eric Reed or whatever. And then Jay-Z can get on, you know, whatever platforms he have, whether it's at a college or I think he was speaking at, I don't know where he's speaking, like Harvard or something um, to where he was speaking on why he was sitting during the national anthem, or he can have this small press conference with the, the, the uh, who was the was the job title of the NFL guy? Uh, Roger Goodell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're doing the press conference, with Roger Goodell, and whatever, however it's playing out, they're not saying the same thing. So there's some sort of clash going on there. So if you think that Jay Z is getting on this press conference with Roger Goodell and he's talking to Charlemagne and all these other media outlets, and you think that for whatever reason Jay Z has slighted you or said something that um, doesn't coincide with your uh your battle or your way of communicating and then jay-z gets on national television and is sitting there in a national anthem i would probably say something too so that's just my my interpretation of the whole thing i think it's a little bit childish that they seem to be going back and forth but um i understand where colin kaepernick is coming from i don't i think it's weak and i think it's weak that when you get called out and you don't respond to someone that on live TV said that he went and reached out to your people. You didn't even reach back. And then you switched the, that shows a flaw in your character. When someone literally mentions that you don't get back to them. And obviously there's a breakdown in communication because you say we're past kneeling. How many months ago did Jay-Z make that statement? So evidently you must have not had any type of contact or conversation because if you're still playing off of that and you're basically saying, Hey, I thought we were past kneeling. Like what? Like there's no communication there. There hasn't been any real. He hasn't been on Dateline. He hasn't been on anything like nothing. And now you're using social media to put out this subliminal message about something. How about you be a man and fucking speak up for yourself? That's the problem I have. I have a problem with it because every week we do a podcast. And if I have something on my mind, then I speak up on it. And if you're standing up for something this big for black people, why the fuck you ain't talking? That's my biggest problem. You ain't said nothing forever. Well, he doesn't have to talk. That's the biggest art. He doesn't have to talk. He could just keep doing these great things. But you're making if you're making a a statement by posting something on social media and not and choosing to continue not to say anything, then come on. What are people supposed to think? Am I jumping out the window saying I don't support Colin? Of course not. I support Colin Kaepernick. But are people supposed to kneel forever? Are they supposed to be on their knee forever? What's the next thing? I agree with Colin Kaepernick, but what is the next thing? How long are we supposed to take the knee? How long are people not supposed to watch football? People didn't watch football for a long time. They barely started watching it after he got that settlement because they didn't know, you know, what was the, they didn't really know when to watch football again because it was, there was, he never said anything. So it's just another thing that has not really been said. There's, He's not verbalizing anything, which doesn't make sense. When I think of great leaders, I think of Malcolm X's and Martin Luther King's and and Huey and all these different people that actually vocalize what they wanted. 
But with him, it's nothing. It's just his girlfriend is always talking, but I'll never hear him. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think you're bringing a lot of um, things into this thing that are kind of like tangential to what's literally going on. Mm -hmm. To me, I was... I'm only speaking about this whole uh, disagreement that they're having. And um, it seems like a one sided disagreement. I don't really see Jay-Z really responding too much. I don't. I'm I'm just saying that Colin Kaepernick seen Jay-Z sitting down and he says something about it. Yeah. And I think he had and he was right in a, in a sense because Jay-Z was literally sitting down during the national anthem. Obviously, Colin Kaepernick has flaws as far as a leader. Um, you know, he's not really. uh moving um like the you know the the great leaders that we have seen yeah. in the past the malcolm x's martin luther kings and guys like that um but yeah i don't know if he's i don't know i just you know i don't really look to him as that type of person but i do understand my only thing statement that i'm saying is i understand why he could say something like this about jay-z because he was literally sitting down when demi lovato was singing I so, get it. Yeah. I get it. He probably looking at all them thighs. You got to go. Ahead. I, I hope not. His wife is sitting right next to him. Yeah, they probably was like, "Yeah, we got to get her." <laughs> Damn, that'd be crazy. What if Jay and Beyonce was about to double team? <laughs> you don't know what's going on, man. You don't. He probably just look at her like, "Yeah, yo, B." <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing. I'm gonna take a page out of Charlemagne's book. Right? Charlemagne made a statement that you know me and Keith talk about off off a. Uh, off the podcast and I was like I agree with him everybody surrounding Jay-Z was sitting down everyone I think it would be a bigger deal if everyone was standing and they continued to sit down but everyone was sitting down but the statement that Keith had made like well he was the one that said we were past kneeling but there it's it there was much more past that statement that he had mentioned what's the next thing so I don't think he said oh we should all stand up if he made a statement stating yeah we should stand up for the flag y'all then that's different he was just sitting down with his family. I can't. Me, the way I look at it, obviously, you know, by Colin Kaepernick putting that up there, it's what gives this whole, it gives it, it creates this whole new conversation. Mm. And it's like, supposedly you're not watching football. And I guess he was helping um, like the homeless or something during the game or whatever. Mm. But he was able to screenshot that and post it. So I was just like, I don't know, man. I don't I don't really know. To me, it to me there's it's too many holes in it. It's too many holes in it. It's just too many holes in his argument. I don't really I don't really see not it's not even an argument in the statement he's trying to make. Because either way, if he stands or if he sits down, he is going to get scrutinized either way. And I just feel like that whole take is weak. And I do also understand what you say, because in a way, you could say that. You could say, hey, he, I thought we were past kneeling. But at the same time, it's just a weak take because he's going to get scrutinized whether he stands or sits. I don't think he would have got scrutinized if he stood up because everyone else was standing up. No, they weren't. They were sitting down. Did you watch the and clip? I'm talking about the the stadium. But Most every, people in the stadium were standing up. But for everyone that was around Jay-Z was he sitting was, down. He scrutinized because he was in the minority. Most people were standing up is what I'm trying to say. Right. Oh, got it. Yeah. But, and it's also Jay-Z who said, we're past nilly. Yeah, but it's also a lot of rich people sitting around him that were not standing up. So for years, nobody had this problem. 
For years, nobody was. I bet you everybody watching that fucking game at home was sitting right on the couch, eating potato potato chips and drinking beer and not standing up. But the thing the thing is, people only cared about whether you stand or kneel until this happened. after you say something. Because mm. Marshawn Lynch is not a vocal person at all, and he had been sitting during the national anthem for a long time. Oh yeah, and even Colin Kaepernick was before he came out and actually said something was taking a knee, and it wasn't a he, big deal. He wasn't taking a knee actually; he was sitting down. Or oh, you sitting down until he had talked to that. Uh, I think it was in the Marines, um, and he said, "What's the most respectful way?" This is what I do love about Kaepernick. He talked to a veteran and stated, what is the most respectful way to do it? Then he did that, and he still got scrutinized for it because people are idiots. Mm-hmm. They try to speak for our – I mean, stop trying to speak for our veterans, man. Veterans are the only ones that actually go out and fight. You yeah. Know, you don't, don't tell them, you're disrespecting our veterans. How about you let the veterans fucking talk? Mm-hmm. Okay? But either way, man, um, it's, I don't really know what's going to come of this. It's kind of dead in the grass. Yeah, uh, as of now, it's kind of a one-off thing. Yeah, it's just like you, you, you see what you got. All right, it's done. Uh, but I do think Jay Z's response was kind of bullshit. Uh, oh yeah, he was stating like, "Yo, it was just really into the you know experiencing the, the game." You know, I think that they caught Jay Z at a vulnerable moment when he got asked that question, mm-hmm. and he didn't have a good enough a lie, <laughs> and that's all it was. Jay Z usually don't. I'll never hear him say. Usually, Jay Z always like is real careful about what he says. I mean, the thing is, is like this whole this whole thing is new. R- True, you got to not. Like he's usually in a space where he's talking about music or he's right. talking about business. Great point. When you got people jumping down your throat for political stances, yes. and you know you have the black community and the white people, and right. Tommy Lahren and all these other people, yeah. you know, you know, bashing you or trying to get questions out of you. It's like sometimes you can't articulate the greatest answers, and I, I, I think I can understand. No, that. that's a hundred and twenty percent true. That's the best point because. Jay Z is usually in situations he's strong in, but how mm-hmm. strong in it's how strong is he in this? Mm-hmm. That's a great question. So I could say it's kind of a bullshit response, but then I would be doing the same thing Kaepernick is doing. How mm-hmm. the fuck do you respond to this? Mm-hmm. How do you respond to this? What do you What do you say? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you, can, you really can't win. Like there's you know, and we we understand media, right? And we know that you know whatever platform you get on, they're going to try to. Uh, spin these things in their favor. Imagine if I'm not saying that Stephen A. Smith is Gail King, but imagine if he got on first take and he's like, "So, Colin Kaepernick, back in high school, you were partying with white women and doing cocaine." Oh, like, what the heck? <laughs> you were partying with Demi Lovato. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, uh, doing lines off her double chin. Yeah. Huh? You want to? You want to know why Demi Lovato was hot? You want to know why? Because I don't care that she does drugs. Yeah. Usually I'll be like, man, I can't mess with no girl that does drugs. Yeah. But I make some reservations for Demi Lovato. That'd be crazy. You know, be fucked up. Suck your dick. (laughs) (laughs) I just want one hit, man. Oh man, can you imagine you hanging out with Demi Lovato? Things are starting to heat up. You guys start getting it on. She had to have slept with some of her drug dealers. Oh, probably. Who knows, man? It's like you never get somebody to slept with, man. Oh man, that'd be wild! God dang, yeah, dude, she's really hot, dude. But I'm all out of coke now. Man. <laughs> I gotta get back with the fucking cartel again, man. <laughs> Crazy, yeah. Nah, man. Uh, Druggy Lovato. We ain't got nothing else on that, man. I, we, well, at least I don't. Yeah. Um, 
Oh, oh, uh, let's let's just run this one in. Wendy Williams made a statement, right? And oh, uh, and oh god, yeah, the same person that's always been making statements about everyone. Her whole fucking living is being made off of other people's despair. See, on this podcast, we bring up topics where we have a lot of conversation, but we don't try to paint people as demons every week. We don't do that. Mm-hmm. We're not in the business of making people look bad to make us look good because you'll never look good. And her life is terrible. It's terrible. She got a for years and years and years. Her husband was cheating, you know, on, cheating her. on her, had a whole different relationship. Yeah. And only because it started to become public did right. she want to get the divorce. Because right. she'd been hiding that since Charlemagne was working for her. Right. Like Charlemagne been on Breakfast Club for like four years or something like that. Right. It's insane. And the thing about it, she basically made a statement telling Jay Z, Jay Z, and Beyonce, if you don't want to stand for the national anthem, then you can get, get the hell country. out of this country. And I'm thinking, like, lady, you are nobody mm-hmm. to be dictating who goes anywhere. What you need to do is get your funny, misshaped body the fuck out of here. <laughs> and the reason why I could say this and and not feel bad about making these statements about her she does this every week and she does it to the point where she just makes people look so fucking bad mm-hmm. you know what i mean and it's crazy how you could run around here looking like bowwinkle but you're telling everybody oh yeah jay-z beyonce disrespectful if you go to if you go to youtube and put in jay-z uh wendy williams jay-z she got years and years like this is a yeah. this is what she does yeah. Every every story that's juicy to her is what gets her gets her going. And she's had And more. none of these things and the way she puts her news out is not even fact based. Not at all. It's a bunch of gossip. Yeah. And I heard this about Kanye West and Kim Kardashian and don't tell nobody I said this, but it's just like How you doing? Yeah. You were like lady low, you know, yo. Sit down somewhere looking like a center for Los Angeles Sparks. <laughs> Wendy Williams got the worst legs I ever seen. <laughs> she got legs like a crab. <laughs> she got legs like a uh not like a crab. They got short legs. <laughs> I'm thinking of a frog. But she got cankles, man. Yeah. She got the a cankle is basically a calf that's the ankle. same size as the an ankle and it goes Run straight down. Yeah. If you got two ballpark Frank hot dogs <laughs> with tennis shoes, that's what her fucking legs look like. <laughs> She if 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 a moose was a person, ah, that's got what hoofs. <laughs> How you oh, hoofing? How you hoofing? <laughs> Wendy from the hoof, <laughs> neighbor hoof. Oh, <laughs> uh, hey! Recently, uh, Wendy Williams was she farted on TV and uh, everyone heard it. She's like, I I don't. Oh my god! And what was hilarious is Charlemagne. Uh, he he put the fart like on regular audio in high then, definition yeah then he had a high definition sound and the fart sounded so loud it was so fucking hilarious yeah yeah that shit sounded wet too yeah that's nasty yeah how the fuck are you gonna how talk you about people yeah how are you gonna fart you can't even control your bowels like yeah. get the fuck out of here they said she leaned over too yeah she, she leaned, leaned too now I've, I've farted on this podcast before <laughs> but I'm sure Wendy Williams has got about she look like she looks like a person that farts a lot yeah she got a nasty diet too yeah Wendy Williams is a human fart <laughs> that's funny <laughs> yeah it, it, it's ridiculous and what it is is it's you're trying to get social currency by chiming in on something that people really don't give a fuck about you saying. Yeah, we don't care about what you have to say about Jay Z no. sitting down at the Super Bowl. Yeah, not at all. And obviously, and that take is just a cliche. Yeah, it's, it's not even like a real thought out 
personable like idea that you had. It's just no, no. It's just a cliche that you've heard. Probably some Republican say right, about the facts. Right. Like, on, you, you're you're pandering to people that don't even give a fuck about you. They yeah. don't watch your fucking show. The only people that watch your show, um, uh, probably a lot of, lot of, I don't know, a lot of housewives that maybe chill at the house. Yeah, you, I mean, you got it's it's daytime, daytime television. Talk, yeah, yeah, that's what I would say. You know, because I know I don't really know men watching that shit. And, and and you know, look, I'm not trying to put this on women, but y'all the ones that watch it. Okay, <laughs> y'all the ones that watch. Yeah, it. other audience be is a bunch of old women and gay men. You're like, yes, bitch, <laughs> yes. You know what's funny too. Is a, a straight man calling a woman a bitch is disrespect, but a gay man doing it is like a form of endearment. Because a gay man is like twenty five percent woman. <laughs> bitch, <laughs> they do, and they don't do the regular bitch. They be like, bitch. You be like, yo, I would have a problem with that if I had a girlfriend. Not that she had a gay friend, not at all, not at all. If that's genuinely her friend. I'm not gonna come between that, and hopefully, I could be his friend. But if you call them my girl bitches, bro, we not gonna be. Good. <laughs> I'm like, look here, homie. I've been calling her a bitch before you met her, so you should not be acting like that with me. I'll be like, look here, nigga. Okay. <laughs> look here, nigga. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> oh man, yeah, you gonna have to stop this. That's funny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, let's move on from that. Switching gears. Intellectual property in podcasting. Um, the other day, Keith has sent me a podcast from Earn Your Leisure. It was, uh, it had, uh, who was on there? Uh, Wallow. Yeah. And uh, they were talking about podcasts and which, you know, obviously me and Keith have one and we're, our objective is to monetize this podcast and to make a lot of money on it. And you can make a lot of money on podcasting. Um, there's a few things though. You have to actually be passionate about it. You have to put out content consistently. And you have to create a fan base or listening base. And we're doing that. And things are growing and it's getting better. Um, but from what I took from that podcast is that podcasting is the new real estate or intellectual property is the new real estate mm-hmm. for you know us. And I think we've been given so much access to put this stuff in the world. If you want a po- if you want a podcast, go buy the equipment. Mm-hmm. And you could literally have your own radio show. All the shit that you didn't get to hear on the radio while you were, let's say, for example, you're driving to work, you're listening to the radio, and they're making a point about something political or whatever, and you think like, man, they didn't say this, they didn't say that, man, I would have said this. Well, now you can. And that's what podcasts are for, right? So if you start something like a podcast and you're getting across your, some very great points and very great conversations and people are chiming in on it, you can make money off it. Mm-hmm. And each podcast you do is an investment. And podcasts are very lucrative. One of the biggest podcasts makes like over $30 million a year. Yeah, That's a lot of fucking money to do a podcast. Yeah. that What is it called? Some murder? I forgot right. what it's called. That's the one. Joe, I think Joe Rogan is number one. He's number one. He's making like over the, thirty million. Yeah. And then the whatever murder, I forget the name of. It. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, though. that's yeah. the number two podcast. Yeah. They make a lot of like yeah. eleven million dollars. Fifteen. Year, so Fifteen million dollars yeah. a year. Yeah. That's insane for podcast. Are you fucking kidding me? You, you that would be my dream. You could pay me fucking. You ain't got to pay me even a million. You pay me a couple hundred thousand dollars to do a podcast a year, <laughs> and I'm sold on that. Mm-hmm. Oh man, that would be that is like my real life dream right there is to get on these mics every week, deliver content, and get a fat check. That would be awesome. 
Yeah. That'd be so awesome. Mm-hmm. That wouldn't even be like work to me. <clears throat> I would have to pick up different projects just to fucking, you know, that's not, podcast ain't work to me. It's fun. Yeah, that would be so, I mean, the the most beautiful thing about it is that, um, I don't know how much work that those girls put into their podcast. 100%. But I know one of them, I'm sure they do stuff outside. One of them is a comedian. Right, but, right, right. Um, for us, like obviously we have conversations and mm-hmm. do research and stuff during the week. Right. But for us to come in here for, you know, three hours on a on a Sunday night. Right. And then be able to make, if you're making 15 million a year, you dang near, you're making over a million dollars a month. That's um, fucking ridiculous. So you making, you know, like dang near a quarter of a million dollars every episode or oh more. Oh my God. That's just like, that's bananas. So yeah. That would, that would be, that would be a, a, an amazing feeling, but you oh have to God. put the work in, you know, those oh, girls. And it was crazy how they started their podcast. They said it was at a, like a party in Los Feliz. Wow. And there was just that's at, like, that's, a, that's in Glendale. Yeah. There was just at a, uh, in Glendale. With Los Feliz, that that's a place in Los Angeles. Oh, that's yeah. a street. Where, it's, where a, it's like a it's a it's a small community. I don't know. Oh. I mean, I don't know the the areas of L.A. like that. Oh, okay, go ahead. But um, I don't think it's in Glendale. Oh, okay. But um, it's just a small like uh, a small hub there where you know some people live. Like, um, I think like different actors and stuff used to live in like Los Feliz back in the day. But is this, um, in, Lo- is this in Los Angeles? Yeah. Oh, well, Los Feliz is not too far from Dodger Stadium, which is not too far from Glendale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I know that. Yeah. yeah, I went to, um, when I was out there, when I, I lived out there in Los Feliz. Uh-huh. And then it was like 20 minutes to the Dodgers. Yeah. The Dodgers Gr- Stadium. Griffith Park. Yeah. Uh-huh, yeah. So, um, but yeah, so they, they, you know, they just started at some little party out, some little party out there. And there were, wow. it was a bunch of people talking about like murder mysteries and wow. all those kind of things. And then it eventually turned into a podcast. And now they're making you know millions and millions of dollars. That's so, sick, but I, to, it's it, the interesting thing is um, the content is like you said, it's real estate. It's almost like yeah. Um, every time you put out a piece of content, whether it's on Instagram, whether it's on you yeah. know on your not not so much your story because it disappears, but on your timeline, right. Right. Um, um, and you know on SoundCloud, on Spotify, whatever. These are. Uh, investments into like this huge pot of exactly you know money i guess you can have out there in the world yeah and um you know the more and more your content you put out there the more and more you're filling up like this this like if it's a pie chart the more and more your pie is getting a little bit bigger every time you, there you, you go. put out some content so right. that's why it's you know it's important for us we're doing it now and obviously there's not we're not really monetizing it or we're not no. making money off of it but um when it comes to you know what we're working towards, we know that there's a lot of potential in this, in oh, this podcasting world, and ad- and advertising is everything. YouTube, the YouTube space, that's how their the platform is ran. It's ran by a company or individuals paying YouTube to advertise whatever they're trying to sell, and then in turn they take a portion of it, and then they give a portion of it to the to the YouTubers. Wow. So. Um, ads, ads is everything nowadays, man. Right. <clears throat> I was just thinking, like, just how advertising works. I was like, there's a lot of rappers doing a disservice to themselves. Like, imagine if, because you think you think about product placement in movies. Like, um, um, you think about uh, E. T. or something with like Reese's. I think they had like the Reese's. Uh, 
little Reese's pieces in there or whatever movie had like uh, pe- like the movies that had like little Pepsi cans and all these things in there, like yeah. those huge product placements that basically up the sale of uh, all these different products by millions and millions of dollars or whatever. I was thinking that if if the rappers really knew their worth, they would be able to capitalize on this too, right? Right. So if you're a rapper and you know you you know you're gonna make a song like for the Gucci Gang song or the, oh, the Gucci God. Gang Gucci, imagine if they went to Gucci and they were like, "Hey, I got this song. It's gonna be a smash hit. I can drop this song and it's gonna be able to promote your brand. If you give me X amount of dollars, I can release it. It's gonna be a number one you know hip hop song, and you know we could both make money together." But because these rappers don't really know their worth, they just are saying these brands and essentially like promoting right. these things exactly. you know, for free. So I remember um, a while back, Charles Gambino had mentioned that. He was like, man, be careful. He's talking to Chance the Rapper. He's saying, be, yeah. be mindful about what you're saying in these songs because right. it's free advertising. The brand same aw- thing. Brand awareness. Yeah. The same reason I get mad when I see people riding around town and they bought their car from whatever used car dealership. Right. And they have the thing on there. Like, essentially, you're a, a rolling billboard. Yes, you are. Like, take that thing off. They're not paying you to. Brand awareness. Yeah, have that on there. So yeah. That is the number. That's one of that. There people need to understand the value of podcasts it's not just two guys talking shit we're not just talking about pussy juice we're talking about real things mm-hmm. and if all we're of talking us talking about the molecular structure of pussy juice the molecular structure you know the the dna <laughs> the actual the, the nucleic acid about the compounds of uh the chemical compounds of pussy juice the the ramifications of the <laughs> Pussifications and procedures. <laughs> yeah, but no, brand awareness is important. And what happens is, if you're a top podcast, and you may not even be marketing, you they might not even be one of the, I guess, the pre roll or one of the the things that you normally market on your podcast. You might be drinking uh, some knockoff soda that you bought from Walgreens. You'd be like, "Wow, this this so and so super fizz soda is good, man." Mm-hmm. Guess how many people are going to start going buying Superfizz when they hear Joe Rogan saying it? Yeah, I can t- I can tell you how many things that I've purchased based off of a podcast or a YouTube video or whatever, right. just because that's it's especially with these. It's, it's a little bit different than just seeing something on TV, right? right because right. Uh, we often feel like we have relationships with people that we listen to on right, a daily basis. Right, yeah. So if somebody like Charlemagne or Joe Budden or whatever say, you know, they, they mention a product or something like that, you're probably more likely to buy it. Exactly. Than, but a lot, um, a lot of times they have these um, these advertisements. Mm-hmm. And the I think what we, hopefully what we do is we actually get products that we're actually using. That's what I would So like. we can make it more personable. Because sometimes... Um, you see people advertising some things, and you can tell they have no idea what it really is. They're just yeah. kind of reading off of a card. So. Yeah, you can tell they're not genuinely using yeah. it either. But I think the turnover rate would be much higher if we say, like, hey, this is a great product. You know, I use it. I used, you know, whatever vitamins or vitamins for men or right. um, shaving cream or deodorant, whatever it is. Um, and we could give, like, a real personal story. I would. It would hurt. Like if we start getting sponsors from people that we don't want, we don't want to fuck with. Like if there was like a, a vaping company that had like you know this the vape pens, 
and they were like one they say oh we'll give you guys this much money and i'll be like fuck we gotta turn the check down yeah i don't smoke that shit you yeah. don't either get popcorn lungs yeah why the, why the fuck would i do that and i don't use it the people that listen to the pot you gotta understand you can affect your viewership by promoting something that you don't use just to get a bag and your listeners are going to be like, hey, why is Eddie promoting cigarettes? He don't fucking smoke. Mm-hmm. This guy's just doing it for money. So everything that I said has lost value to you based on the fact that I got a sponsor that I don't even believe in. Now you're like, Eddie's either hard up for money or whatever, but I don't give a fuck about what he says anymore. Mm-hmm. I don't care about Keith either. I don't like his beard, and I'm tired <laughs> of listening to this shit. <laughs> but that's why you got to be willing to turn down paychecks, man. You got to be willing to turn them down if you want to keep your viewer your viewers locked in. Yeah. Like, if I bring up, like, um, a beef company, like, yo, I don't eat beef very much, but when I do, I try this uh, Omaha Steaks. You know, Omaha Steaks have been given fresh meat for since 1989 blah 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 and you give it and you say look i had it last night i was eating some steaks with my girlfriend it was absolutely amazing you know whatever the case yeah i like to give real accounts of something that i've done Mm -hmm. so like keith i think that's important Mm -hmm. um but yeah there's a lot of money in it dude there's a lot of there's a lot of money in podcasting and and to anyone listening to this podcast right now all right if you started a podcast and you stopped it, you better start that shit back up now. If you're passionate about it and you don't, and you and look, th- don't wait till you see me and Keith become successful podcasting to say, you know what? We got to pick our mics back up. Man, Eddie and Keith just got a deal for $4 million, dollars, man. Because the same sort of thing happened. Right. Me and Eddie always talk about, you know, a lot of the, uh, the few YouTubers we knew out here that was really doing, you know, that thing. Yeah, seven, exactly. Seven, eight years ago. All right. Um, and even like 10 years ago when, you know, a lot of their videos was coming out. Um, and a lot of my friends and a lot of, you know, people surrounding them thought of the idea to do the YouTube and thing. The only difference is, is that, um, we just didn't do it. So who knows where, you know, YouTube could have taken us if we were doing vlogs and skits and stuff. Right. But there's two of them that stuck it all the way through. And now yes. these guys are, you know, living, you know, living a best life in a sense. Yeah. You know? They're doing extremely successful, extremely financially successful. Yeah. So, um, and that's how we're taking this opportunity. You know, it's, it's, it's rare that you get a second chance at, you know, starting something fresh or starting something at the, I got the precipice of the um, of the medium, right? But you know that's what we caught on with this podcast, and you know oh, yeah. we started. Um, it's over a year ago, and you know when we started, Shit, a lot kidding. of the more the more yeah, a lot of the more um, well known YouTubers were in the two hundred episode range, and it was like, yo, we need to start. So yeah, you know, we're we're not veterans, but you know we sophomores in this and. We just gonna keep it rocking. Yeah, and that's, that's a fair assessment about sophomores. Mm-hmm. Definitely, people say y'all got almost a hundred episodes. Y'all are veterans. No, actually, because yeah. this podcast is not even close to what it can be. I could only imagine who's gonna be on this yeah. podcast, man. It's, yeah. I, I'm sometimes I'm driving my truck down the road. And I'm just thinking like, fuck, like I, I would love to get this guy on here. There's certain people I would love to talk to. Yeah. Um, I would love to talk to the rapper currency. He seems like a really, uh, what, like a, he has really great humor and he's pretty sharp. 
So I, and I've heard him in, in interviews. I would love to talk to that guy. So currency's one. I would love to talk to Charles Gambino. I love to talk to Charlemagne and Andrew Shows. I love to yeah. talk to uh, probably Jesus and Mero, um, just mm-hmm. to, just to pick their brain because they're the like the prequel to us. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They did a podcast and now they have that show. Um, then you, you just got so many other people that uh, that I I just think about talking to, mm-hmm. and I'm like, yo, this is something that can really happen. Yeah, like I honestly, I'm at the point where I wouldn't mind going viral for something. Like if I had eyes on me for anything, like hey, that's that truck driver that you know that helped that person get out of that blah blah blah, or helped them get out of that accident, or helped them across the street, whatever. If I went viral for any reason, and people like tens of thousands of people were going to my Instagram, what they would see is that podcast link, and by the time they listen, that's it. Yeah, I think you know with that also. Um they were talking about in that in that podcast mm-hmm. they were talking about uh essentially ownership right you, know, 100%. you need to obviously you, you want to own your your content and everything like right. that but outside of that you want to have legal attachments to trademarks yeah everything associated with mm-hmm. what you're doing you know yeah. what i mean so if we have i don't know if we can trademark pussy juice but you know, hey, it uh, might be, it wow. might be, it might be on, it might be in the works. Wow. Or, or any sort of, you know, any sort of thing like that. If you, if you're a, a YouTuber or anybody out there and you think there's some stock in anything that you say consistently, then, you know, you should look at, look at how you can legally, uh, legally own that, that piece of property. Yeah, we would have to find a way to make that digestible. Like we couldn't just put that on a shirt. We had to get like a cat or something. Like get a nice little cute cat, put it on the t-shirt, and then put pussy juice. Like, oh, that's cute. Mm-hmm. And pussy juice. That's a cute cat on the shirt. Mm-hmm. They did it for the cats, right? No, nah. <laughs> not, not that type of cat. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think it has to be that clean cut. I think you know if we're doing some sort of like tour or something, then we need merch. Um, I've seen crazier shirts. Yeah, and that. I mean, it's not something that you would be wearing to work, but if oh, you just out, yeah, you know, you out on the town. It's like a Saturday night and you're the, at the bar or something. The, there, okay. There's a show. There's a, a podcast called uh, uh, Your Mom's House Podcast, and it's with uh, it's with uh, oh my god, uh, Tom Segura and his wife mm-hmm. uh, Christina Pazitsky. Funny fucking podcast, and uh, they sell merch, and they have this little. They have an intro to their show, mm-hmm. and they have like little clips that they get from people from TikTok. Mm-hmm. I think that I think that um those two like kind of spearheaded making TikTok um kind of big because they took a bunch of clips from TikTok of people doing weird crazy shit and they put it on their podcast like literally every week. And there's this one dude that was like, "Sue Woo, fuck you bitch, I'm a real thug or whatever," right? It was like a little clip it. And then like whenever like during the podcast they'd be talking and then somebody would just press a button and it'd be like Su Woo, right? <laughs> and they kept doing it. It was fucking hilarious. Then they start selling Su Woo t-shirts. Wow. And then the Los Angeles Police Department contacted them and said, Hey, I don't think it's a good idea. Oh, <laughs> my. It's merch. 
And they weren't as they they didn't know about the gang affiliation. Or yeah, did they, they? they said it wouldn't be a good idea. And he said, "Okay, no." I, I, they said, "Yeah, we definitely understand how that would be a bad idea." That's so crazy. What they had to do is, I think what they did is they they got those shirts back, and then they sold the shirts again with Suwu. But instead of that, I guess it was like like a uh, like an Asian guy or something on the shirt, and it says Suwu, but like S O O W O O. That's really good. Yeah, I think that's what they ended up doing. Yeah. Unless they were joking about that too, but that's fine. It's crazy. To me, it's the most interesting thing is how the the idea of intellectual property. Right. And I, I, because uh, we got Google Pixel, so um, I don't know how often you'd be looking at the little news articles on the far left side of your screen. I I would, if I were you, I would look at them more because it's a lot of the stuff is catered to your searches already. Ah. So a lot of times when I when I um, scroll through there, I find interesting articles about um, intellectual property and it and be having like all kind of stuff about it'd be like Apple just filed a lawsuit or Apple just won a lawsuit with such and such company or somebody just sued Apple for um, I think in Europe they sued them for slowing down the um, the old iPhones to force people to buy. This is an old idea, but I think they finally won the lawsuit, but they um Apple was slowing down a lot of the older iPhones and um, stuff like that so that the people can buy the newer ones. And that's, you know, mis- and they said it was illegal because it was misleading to the consumers. So just all these kind of things pop up. They'd be having different things about intellectual property and uh, different um, lawsuits and stuff going on with it. So it's just, it's, just a, it's a lot. So the, the intellectual property game is... Um, it's a lot. Of, it's a lot of money in there, and you know, just like when LeBron James was trying to uh, trademark Taco Tuesday, and right. we kind of laughed at him and was like, "Yeah, it's kind of ridiculous." But at the same time, um, if you're at the forefront of it and you think that no one has done it before, and you say it a lot, you know, the what the least you can do is try. I'm sure he spent you know a few thousand dollars on trying to get a trademark, but um, and he lost, but. You know, if he won, that would have been, that would have been millions and millions of dollars. So true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you got to be careful, man. Um, it's about ownership. You just want to own your stuff. You want to, you want to end up uh, like. There's a couple things that are going to change about this podcast because we want to make sure that uh, we have the rights to everything. Mm-hmm. I don't want anybody being able to tell me like, "Hey, um, guys, yeah, that paycheck you got, we need 25 percent of that." Mm-hmm. I'm like, no, fuck that. All right. Yep. Yep. All right. Switching gears. We'll close it out after here. Um, you don't have to hate your ex. We're, me and Keith are talking about this, and for some reason, um, people act like because you break up with someone, you got to hate them. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying you got to love them either. You don't got to be friends because a lot of people have this idea of, you know, we broke up, but we're still really great friends. We still we're really cool. I think that's kind of unrealistic, too. Because I can wish you well, you know, but I don't need to be hanging around your ass. Yeah. And I don't need to be your best friend. I don't need to have you all on social media and everything. Nice, Have a nice life. And when I see you in public, I'll wave and say, hey, but I'm going to keep moving. That's how I am, personally. Mm-hmm. But I've been seeing this back and forth between Nicki Minaj and Meek Mill on Twitter. Now, let's be clear, okay? This is what people do in real life, which is weird. Like, not even the Twitter shit. They just hate each other. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? Yeah. You don't have to hate someone. Just wish them well and move on. Yeah. I think a lot of that 
happens because they still have feelings for this person. True. That's what I think the bottom line is. Yeah. Yeah. Because if I, you know, I feel like you know, for me, I can see people that I've dealt with in the past and just you know, just going about my day. Obviously, right. you're going to start up. Like go over like a historical flashback in your mind, but right. outside of that, you're not like you're not losing sleep over these people. Hundred um, percent. But yeah, so that's what that's the thing that I always go to because I feel like the way that Nicki Minaj and Meek Mill's relationship probably ended, it probably didn't end on good terms. Oh, and there's no. a lot of like outside noise, and you know they're famous, so there's a lot of. Um, okay. I'm sorry, man. Go ahead. No, I was just saying there's a lot of there's a lot of TMZ in your business and right. you know, different Twitter fingers and all this stuff and you know, different rappers and all this stuff in your business and then, you know, your relationship ends and then it's public and then, you know, you never could really resolve it. So I think relationships could live could leave like being civil, but I don't think any relationship ends on good terms. And what I mean by that is if a relationship ends it didn't end on it did, did you can't end something on good terms in my opinion mm-hmm. i think that you know you could say look i fell out of love with you i don't love you no more and i just i can't hide it i don't think that's good terms i think you just have it was you're very civil about it and somebody's hurt so when you getting hurt i don't think that's good terms mm-hmm. two people crying and hurting it takes months sometimes it takes months sometimes it takes years to heal Mm-hmm. With me, when I if I break up, I don't want to talk to no chicks for a long time just because I'm trying to get my own mind right, and it's painful. Mm-hmm. But but a lot of people they are in too close of a proximity to each other. Mm-hmm. So in regards to Jay Z, I mean not Jay Z, but uh, Meek Mill and Nicki Minaj, they're in the limelight. So they seeing every move being made. Oh, he think he happy now. He got him a little girlfriend now, huh? Mm-hmm. Like they see everything that's going on. Mm-hmm. So it's almost impossible for people like that to move on. Yeah. So they have they kind of they kind of hold this um uh this hurt or this pain for this person. Some mm-hmm. people don't even give themselves enough time to heal. You know, they break up and then they're already on going yeah, on dates. Relationship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You you went into a relationship and you ain't even over the last motherfucker you broke up with. Yeah. And you never I is a I it gets really weird because, you know, um, there's there's a lot of. I think what I always imagine is there's a guy that just wanted to smash a girl and then he ends up just liking her. Yeah, that's always that's always been my like idea. Oh, this so. pussy's so good, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. That's crazy. It's yeah. happening too. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't even know what my point was, but oh, you stuck my dick from the back. Oh, I love you. <laughs> oh, you my booty. Oh, I love you. Oh, oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh Wendy Williams. Oh. <laughs> That's crazy, but um, yeah, I don't even know where I was going with that. <laughs> oh man, damn. Yeah, I, I'm. I've totally drew a blank too. I was over there fucking around. I'm fucking <laughs> up. I have a point to make. Yeah, but it's it's one of those things, man. I, yeah, I, I just think uh, uh, in regards to the uh, like I mentioned earlier about how people don't really give themselves the time to. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, they break up and they get a next relationship and they hate the last person. But oh, this is what I was gonna yeah, say. Yeah, yeah. This is what I was gonna say. The biggest issue with people is when they say they hate their ex, it's always just some normal statement people make. But that's very troubling because hate. That's very toxic. Not even is that not even that hate is an emotion. Why do you have emotions for someone that you're no longer with? 
Mm-hmm. So if you hate someone, that means you're giving them energy that they shouldn't be getting, yeah. which means you still love that person. You just need to come to terms with it first. People say, I hate my ex. I don't love them. I hate them. Okay. Why are you giving someone energy that is no longer in your life? Hmm. Maybe because that's your own fucking fault. I've yeah. not, I've, I haven't, one thing is you have to realize at some point when the shit is over, there is something that is a defining moment that lets you know, like, yeah, this is it. I can't reach back to this girl. I can't text her. We're not doing anything together anymore. This is it. Yeah. You know what I mean? But a lot of people don't come to that realization. Yeah. Yeah, man. I think maybe, so I feel like sometimes you could be in a relationship with a person and you're in a relationship with multiple people. Right. Everybody's fucking. Not, no, not in a literal sense, but like they're still holding on to like a yeah. past relationship. So you gotta like, damn, uh, this had a Wendy Williams. This nigga, you light out a Wendy Williams. <laughs> that mother was dying. <laughs> how you doing? <laughs> uh, right. I think Charlemagne said, "How you pooped?" Yeah. <laughs> uh, go ahead, man. That's funny. But no, like, you know, I think, you know, there's, there's some people like I, I've been talking to uh, multiple people and for, for whatever reason, exes always get brought up or you see them posting about their ex or something like that. I remember I was talking to this one girl and, um, it was like the early stages of us talking and, um, she was posting about. I mean, it is going to reveal too much information, but basically something very, <laughs> something very, uh, amazing happened to her, her ex-boyfriend oh, and she was wow. posting about it on, on Tumblr and she was just saying like, oh, such and such happened to my boyfriend or my ex-boyfriend. Um, I just don't really know how to feel about it. And I was just like, dang, I was wow. like, I'm just a regular nigga here in Bakersfield chilling and like her boyfriend is out there doing big things in life. Or ex-boyfriend, sorry. Uh-huh. Was that doing big things in life? And I'm just yeah. like, you know, I can't really compare to that. I'm just like, you know, my GPA was higher than his, though. <laughs> <laughs> you know, here's the thing, though. If you are acknowledging things that are happening in your ex's life, you still want to be a part of it. Yeah. Bottom line. I'm not saying. And the thing is, is like, this is the problem that I have with social media. Like, if I break up with somebody, I don't want them on anything. I don't want to see what you're doing. I don't want to see who you're dating. I don't want to see the shoes you fucking bought. I don't give a fuck about none of that. I need to move on with my life. Mm-hmm. I don't need to see you anymore. But I, I think also with that, I think there there's a certain... Um, there's a certain... I don't, I don't know how to explain it. Be- because you're just blocking it out... Mm-hmm. Oh, hold on real quick. Okay. Uh oh. Uh, because you're just blocking it out, you're not actually dealing with it, right? Mm, that's true. So, I think there's a there's a little there's a power in that, and just like leaving it completely alone. And then there's also power in this idea is if you do see it, you have no sort of like emotions towards it. Yeah, it takes a while. Yeah, me. yeah. I, I mean, just in general. But I'm just saying, like, just to completely block it out is like I guess that's a phase. But there's also there going to come a time where you have to be able to see this person because you would imagine if you just completely block it out and you never see this person and then all of a sudden you catch them on tv doing whatever like you know maybe a a girl that used to date me or something like that and then we have a freaking podcast on showtime or whatever hbo or something like that and she's sitting there with her boyfriend or husband or whatever and she like she just cringing you know what i mean like So that's her her problem. 
Um, yeah. I'm just living my life and you weren't a part of it. But yeah, yeah the thing about it too is, um, now you're 100% right, but I went through it. Like I, I remember, you know, you, you stopped talking to someone and you really liked them a lot. And then you seeing them on there and they're going to clubs with their friends and, you know, they got a bunch of dudes around and all of this stuff and you're looking at it and it's just hurting you. I've been through it. It doesn't feel good. And then, and then you get to a point where you, you still care about them. And then for a little bit, you kind of like send a text and then they don't respond for a while and you're going back and forth with it. And it's just, it's like you still have feelings and it's kind of mutual, but then it's not at the same time. Cause you yeah. look at, you look at it, her living her life, even if she's acting like she's living her life and she might still be hurting over you. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Mm-hmm. It's just like there's this period in which you really don't need to be seeing too much of what that person's doing because you need to occupy your own time fixing yourself yeah. from, the, from the ground up, man. That's, yeah. At least that's how it is with me. I'm not saying how it is with everyone. Yeah. Just when I, me, I had the tendency to check and just like scroll to my feed or see what she's doing. And it's like, that's unhealthy for me. Yeah. So I just get rid of all of it. Yeah. That's real. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where we at, man? Uh, two thirteen. Jesus Christ, yeah. we set the record. <laughs> yeah, Come we on. haven't talked this much in a in a minute. What's the what's the, the longest one we did? Was that with uh uh like two forty or something? Two thirty? I can't remember. It was almost three hours. One of them mm-hmm. is that was that with uh Nate? No, not with Nate. Why with Nate? No, we. I mean, it? we we were in the beacon. You know, we we paying by the hour in there. Yeah, I know, but I'm trying to figure was it the longest one we had. No, definitely not, Nate. We've it had was, we, some uh-huh. here that were longer than that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we had some. Well, look here, man. We mm-hmm. made it to the end of episode 98, man. If you've been listening and you are a value listener of a Trucker's Mind podcast, we appreciate you. Okay? Thank you for listening to the Trucker's Mind podcast. I'm Eddie McGee. It's your boy, K. Fings. All right. Peace. <laughs>